Hey, welcome to a special episode of the It's a Mimic podcast. It is April Fool's Day, so April Fool's, you get another episode. <laughs> sure, sure. The fool is uh, uh, to you get another episode and you probably thought that you weren't, so... <laughs> Pretty sure we said all of these exact same jokes last year. We're shit at this. Yeah. So, anyway, this is going to be a direct sequel to the Wizard's Tower episode. Um, if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. If you don't want to, that's cool too. No, it's um, not cool. No, it's not cool. put a lot of effort into that. You, you, I put, this. I put effort into it. Dan, you only did one accent. I arrived on time. One <laughs> accent was plenty of effort. Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, for those of you who didn't listen to the first one, here's how it's going to go. Uh, we've got three DMs sitting around the table who have each drawn up uh, one third of this story, and we don't know what the other two have done. Um, so, of course, it's me, Adam, and with me is Terry. Hello. And Dan. Hi. So, um, we are going to each take a turn. Um, I'm going to go first. Dan's going to go second. Terry's going to go third. We rolled initiative for that like two weeks ago. Mm. So we could go off and scheme against the other two. We've also made a character and a backup character. Um, cause invariably one will die. Yep. <laughs> uh, in the middle of our recording. <laughs> and we'll just be left high and dry. So, um, and so we're going to be swapping in and out as DMs and, and players. So, um, the, Theme of the last one was a wizard's tower. It went entirely sideways, and we had... Um, I think everyone was surprised at the quote-unquote twist ending of it. Was the wizard's tower a year ago? Yeah. yeah. I, can you believe it? It was a year ago. <laughs> the hell? I still vividly remember sitting in your house playing that. Yeah, I I absolutely loved doing it, um, especially because you guys gifted me a twist ending because I wrapped it up. Yeah, last right. year, right? So I remember that. <clears throat> so although you, it's only fitting that you're going first because you're the one who wrapped it up last year. Yeah, um, and I kind of want to pick up um, one year after where we left off. It is oh, weird. That's what we just it's, it's actually a year after. Anyway, so let's roll the opening credits and then we're gonna jump into this. Um, and uh, and our theme, you can probably tell from the title, is that we are doing a bank heist at a wizard's bank. Glitterpool is the shining star of the landscape. The entire desert, known only as the Great Span, goes the entire length of the continent. And you can uh, travel across it relatively quickly, but to go from one side to the other means that you have to hit a number of different landmarks. And the one in the east is known as Glitterpool. And it is a den of thievery and gambling and vice alcoholism, drugs, and and magic weapons that you would be shocked and appalled to know are even in existence. There are cults working in the underground and monsters living in the sewers and the penthouses. There are sparkling towers, as far as the eye can see, and darkened alleys in the back, which no respectable person would ever enter. So, we start off in Glimmerpool, we're going to head to a little-known club that the travelers, the passes through the visitors, don't know about. This is named after a card in a playing deck. It is known as the Earl of Clubs. In front of the Earl of Clubs is an Etten Bouncer. 
She is easily 12 feet tall and has two heads that consistently argue and then really enjoy each other's presence. It's an odd dynamic. They go by Yogs and Peps. <laughs> Just inside the door, there's a little coat check. There's an undead um, host who, st- who stands behind a counter. The, the, the coat check is incredibly long and you can see suits of armor because there are no armor or weapons allowed inside the club although people find a way mm-hmm. he's known only as the zombie knight and he stands there in full armor and he waits to take the coats everyone kind of abuses him because he's an odd looking sort of fellow and there are parts of him rotting off uh, but they've set up a little floral arrangement on the counter in front of him to help with the stench there's a halfling bartender um, behind the counter, his name, uh, as he as he jumps around serving all sorts of crazy concoctions, what you order might not be what you get. But he will have a very interesting story as to why this is a parable from an older time, a previous time, that everyone just calls him another skip. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. But the room itself, as it opens up, it used to be, you can tell, used to be just just thick shag carpets and crushed velvet as far as I can see it's deep blues and reds and purples and the uh, ceiling could go on for miles this is nestled in a back alley but it's attached to a giant spire Mm -hmm. there's a casino on the other side and one of the more famous casinos but in this area back here this is kind of the back room where you have people that are there are gang leaders and mafia lieutenants, not the higher-ups, not even the captains, the lieutenants. They sit down there and they've got beautiful men and women on their arms. Creatures of, of all kinds can come and go as they please. There are two rules, though. No violence, no murder. One of them is a soft rule and one is a hard one. The room itself has no ceiling. Magical darkness has been cast up above. And you can actually sit down at a table and you can dim a little lantern, which is just a tube of fluorescent light that goes way up into the ceiling, disappearing into the darkness. And when you, when you adjust the knob on the lantern, the darkness will come down the tube, slowly dimming the light for your own level of privacy. <laughs> but the booths all the way around, they all have these, these curtains of invisibility so any living creature sitting in the booth can draw the curtain and no one can see who or what is on the other side you often will see scantily clad um, waiters and waitresses come in and lean their top half in behind a curtain with only their bottom half sticking out Terry's already introduced this is the best club (laughs) in my life Sir I somehow feel dirty just like hearing the description. Shut up, Dan. Lean into it. It's basically freaking Pleasure Island right now. Over in the corner on a stage, tinkling away with a tentacle uh, hanging off of each hand is a Simic hybrid. Uh, he's playing the piano softly, and there's not really a melody to it, and he may actually be deaf. But is he chess? <laughs> people seem to like him. It's interesting that you mention that because there is another back room behind this where the quote-unquote real party is. And there's a velvet rope that goes across that no one is allowed to cross. There's not even a bouncer there. It's just known that you do not cross the rope and enter that dark black wooden door. 
And the only thing that you'll ever hear from the other side is soft goblin jazz coming through, which people just call the green noise. It's unclear as to what instruments or animals are currently being tortured at any given point when this is played, but you can hear it when you walk by and you pay close enough attention. Now we're going to focus our story on one little booth uh, in the corner. There, It's really meant for about four people, and the invisibility curtain has been pulled, but inside there are seven beings. All of them humanoids, I'm assuming. I haven't met your guys' characters yet. <laughs> but the one that you may recognize is Big Ivan, who was a, a member of the Black, I don't even remember now, Fist, Hand, Gauntlet. Black Hand. I don't remember. I think it was the Black Fist. Was it the Black Fist? I think Black Fist sounds right. All right. So he was a member of the Black Fist. And uh, he was the only survivor of the Wizard's Tower. Mm. There was one that turned coward and tried to escape, whose fate is unknown. And one who was left to starve to death inside a vault at the very end. That's right. Ivan was my character, though, as I recall. Yes. It's not important. I just thought what people to know. (laughs) And, uh, And he has summoned six new potential allies to build a new gang. And so he's brought them together. They don't know each other. They are the quote-unquote best of the best under the circumstances. (laughs) And so we've all rolled up level six characters here to be able to play tonight. Yes. And so let's go around the table and kind of introduce one at a time. Let's roll initiative to see who's going to introduce in what order. 18. I got a six. What did I get? Four. All right, Dan, you're going first. All right. Um, Who's your first character? So my first character... Directly to the left of Ivan. Direct, Big Ivan. Directly to the left of Ivan. Um, and when he walked in, um, he, he's a bit slower. He's, he's a bit, you know, he takes his time with things. Um, and part of that is his race, but also part of it is his function, is his job. Uh, next to him is the Tortle Turtle of Dreams, or Circle of Dreams Turtle, Peranmur Cholkan. Shut up. Say that name again. Paranmoor Cholkan. Okay. And uh, Paranmoor kind of looks around slowly as he's walking in and uh, touches this space in the middle of the open air and kind of snaps his finger and there's this little bright flash of light and then nothing as this globe descends around this meeting, adding a little bit more oomph to, to the import here. And he sits down and looks up his uh, turtle shell is innately carved all the way uh, around it with these uh, depictions of long lost stories and and um, weird myths of long lost ages long dead and and he looks up to Ivan and says I hear you have a story for me. Fuck that. And I already hate your character. He sits down very slowly, puts his hands on the table, and there's this low, like, subguttural noise that just kind of rumbles from him at all times as he leans forward and is attentive. And I think Big Ivan will look at him and say, No, my friend, what we will be doing... <laughs> is we will be uh, creating new story for you to tell with you as main character. Now, shut up, and let's find out who else is here. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, it was me next. Uh, in behind him is someone even weirder. There is a very pale woman with eyes that kind of stare off into nowhere, and she's a Kalistar. 
What is that? <laughs> she is half human, mostly human, infected from the plane of dreams. There are beings in her mind, and she seems to stare through you at all times. Her name is Vash Lanharath. What does she look like? She is very tall and thin and has a flowing dress around her. Each movement that she makes seems intentional, but it would be almost impossible to know the, what that intent would be. She seems to have her head always tilting as if listening to something that isn't there. And her hair is long and white, almost as white as her incredibly pale skin and her eyes. Cool. I love her. She sits down and she says, hello, gentlemen. I am here because I have heard you need a glamour bard. <laughs> I do. I do need a glamour bard. <laughs> Terry needs a glamour bard <laughs> in his life. Yes. <laughs> that would be me next. Well, also, so does uh, my character. In between, squeezed in between these two is a... <laughs> is a stout halfling wearing a pair, wearing a pair of uh, pale shoes. I'm sorry, pardon? He's a stout halfling. Are you playing a little person? I'm playing a... Uh, they prefer midget, so... <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but a fat one. A stout. stout halfling wearing a pair of Payless shoes and khaki pants. No shirt. Clear dad bod, even for a stout halfling, with a Walmart-quality tie tied around his head. And between his legs, he clumsily has placed a warhammer. And um, his name is Ron Thacker. Um, he works for middle management for a, a parchment logistics company and uh, is really just here t- to make a little bit of money so that his daughters will speak to him again. Of course, obviously, his wife, uh, his wife will not because she ran off with a bodybuilder named Tyler who can fucking suck a dick. But here we go. Either way, I'm here and I uh, just want to make a little bit of cash. So it's, uh, Chantel and Charmaine will speak to me again. <laughs> It is a noble pursuit to love family as much as you do. Thank you. But we will also be your family from now on. If this goes well, I'll explain everything in the moment. First, who Um, else is next? So my next character... Don't. Fuck my life. <laughs> no, I'm glad this is a one shot. You said one sentence, not even that, half a sentence, and I spit my Guinness all over the place. Um, which is appropriate, it seems. Barging into the room with a little bit of spring in his step is a medium-sized <laughs> dragonborn from Bangladesh apparently. <laughs> he throws aside the curtain and it steps in. <laughs> keep going, Dick. Keep going. <laughs> and kind of throws in a little bit of uh, uh, like a, a card on the table as he walks in and uh, bows and says, Ah, oh, is, this, is, is this the thing? Oh, all right. Um, um, Pretty girl, disturbed gnome, um... Halfling. Yeah, whatever. You're... Yeah, no. Uh, crazy dwarf, and crazy turtle guy. All right, uh... Who is dwarf? Isn't Ivan a dwarf? He is big Ivan. He is human. All right, well, you're kind of short for your size, I guess. Uh, maybe a bit hairy. Uh, a razor. You might want to take a look. But anyway, standing in front of you is a brass dragonborn... Um, who has a, uh, his, his, uh, scales are buffed and shined as, as it goes down. He's got, he's fairly wiry for Dragonborn, like he's not as big and buff as, as most Dragonborn are, but he, uh, um, 
is wearing a like tailored suit, pinstripe all the way down with bright purple undershirt. Uh, he's got a uh, white tie that is tucked in and he's very, very well put together. Um, you notice that the, the tie itself has uh, swirling symbols all around it. Um, and if you look closely, his even the like handkerchief that he's got tucked into his uh, jacket pocket has the same swirling symbols. Um, and uh, he pops in and kind of squishes in next to the turtle and, and all right, uh, my my name is Raggedy Ann, Drafon. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, did you say Raggedy Ann? No, his name is Drac uh, Dandian. Right, right, Raggedy Ann. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Raggedy Ann. Drafon. Uh, y'all can call me Dandy. <laughs> I believe it. Um, what? Uh... He is a uh, uh, trickery domain cleric. Okay. Yeah. All right. And suddenly, as he's finishing off his introductions to everyone, the curtain flies off to the side, and this fat, ugly human wanders in. He, he oh, more waddles than anything else. I mean, he's got a giant beer belly that's hanging over his belt. He's got a shirt that doesn't quite cover it. You can see his belly button, and it's just stained. He's got this scraggly little bit of, uh, of hair. On, on his face. It doesn't quite grow in all the way. It's weirdly patchy. And he's got a, uh, like, long hair with a nasty bald spot on top of it. And, <laughs> and he sits down and goes, <coughs> um, and he closes the curtain behind him and immediately changes form and introduces himself. He's now wearing a tuxedo. He's an incredibly handsome half-elf. And he says, maybe uh, you guys would appreciate this a little bit more. My name is uh, Terrence Daniels. And he reaches out to, hey, to shake everybody's hands. And I've decided today that I'm going to be um, slumming it with the likes of you peasants, you peons, you fucking pheasants. I don't want to be here, but you need me, and so I'm gifting this to you. I don't like him. Who is he? Who does this voice remind you of? Um, it's kind of an in-between of, uh, I mean, you and me, and also <laughs> The Godfather, weirdly. Know. It's so, it's going to click, it's going to click who you're channeling here, but not quite yet. Okay. Also, I'm offended. Why? No, Dan is offended. Why? I don't know. The big, fat, balding dude. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, why? Anyway. As you drink <laughs> Anyway, uh, who's who's the last person to enter? In? Uh, so the curtain opens, but yet you don't see anybody until your eyes gaze down and you see dressed very smartly a middle-aged gnome woman with short-ish silvery hair that's kind of slicked back. Oh yes, dear. I'll have a, I'll have one of those drinks that you guys are offering. Shut up, you password brains! I'll kick fuck out you in front of your friends. Don't think I wouldn't. And she's wearing like a very tailored. Pantsuit and a little blazer with just a little bit of belly button just showing underneath. And she's carrying a thick book. And she moves whoever's on the right hand side over. Get the fuck out the way you <laughs> move, move, move. Ah, Nipple ah. twists the person until they move oh. and sits down. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, I brought you here today for a very specific reason. Each of us owes much money to different peoples. All of us 
who stand to be rich, rich enough to own kingdoms, if you so please, or just love your daughters, or tell stories, whatever your own personal motivation, but you want, you want to be with me, because we will make a, a gang, a, a, an, our own family, ourselves, and we will do this by going to the most famous wizarding bank in existence, Olhamen Zerfindel's Spectabulous Depository of Dangerful Knowables and Five Boating Scriptances. And we will go there. Everyone calls it the depot. It's fine. We will go in there and we will find the most wonderful thing ever. I'm looking still for Philosopher's Stone. Fabled, fabled item. It's relic. It turned lead to gold. It turned lead to gold. You yourselves can find whatever it is you want to take with you. There is enough in here to make anyone a rich and powerful man, woman, or turtle. Thank you. So what we need to do is uh, plan a heist. I know for a fact that there is uh, large banks that they will be emptying and burning all of the uh, the magical weapons that are uh, hidden there, what has been taken from all the casinos in uh, Glitterpool. And it's all been put in vault. So we will go in and we will get what we can and we will do our best. And if some of us die, that is okay too. But not me, because I am Big Ivan. I'm sorry, what are the chances of us dying? But uh, roughly 50%, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Death is just another note to the story. Right, because I'm going to have to let work know if I'm not going to be in on Monday. <laughs> okay, so listen, we have uh, a handful of things to do before we go back. All right, so uh, first and foremost, we must have, uh, scout out the schedule of patrol of uh, police fuckers that walk building. So... Figure out um, schedule. Uh, we have to come up with some way to keep Minotaur Guard from showing up to work. There are other guards, but he seems uh, to be uh, scariest and angriest, and so we will get rid of him first. Uh, we will have to learn some details um, of the bank from one of gnome artificers that designed the place. Uh, we will procure magic items to help uh, our, our things, and we will design and make disguises for crew, and then maybe bribe a gang leader to create the version on the other side of town. What do you think? These good? Right, yeah, I mean, sounds great. Sounds great, sounds great. We could always pay the guard not to uh, do come not, to work. I do not think so. He likes very much his job. Right, right. He, he, he lead guard. Others are peon. Don't pee on others. Others are pee on the minion. Fuck. I don't really uh, know much about. Well, what I can take them out pretty easily. That's not that big of a challenge. So, so first and foremost, uh, does anyone want to go on a scouting mission for patrols? I will go. Okay, you need the partner go with you. Okay. Uh, uh, you naked halfling. Man. Right. Yes. Uh. Sh- yeah. I mean, I could go. I mean. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sure. We just watch their right. Very little danger, I imagine. Goings. I'll go. I'll go. I'm there. Sure. Okay. Uh, another one you want to do as well? You choose two. That's one. Right. There's Minotaur Guard. There's No Artificer. There's Magic Items. There's uh, Make Disguises, and there's uh, Bribe uh, Bank or uh, Gang Leader. Oh, Disguises, I am, and I don't mind tooting my own horn. Not bad at the old children's face painting at birthday parties. So, 
You want to be a clown? Or a Spider-Man? I'm uh, all over it. I can do that, I guess. Spider-Man's known as Drow in Glitterpool. Right, right. Well, you we, Yes, I see the gnome art. Are you, you, yes, the gnome artifice. Disguises. Pick one. Oh. Disguises. Okay. All right, so you guys will scout and you will do uh, disguises. Also, uh, what you two do. You, um, uh, loud, angry, short lady. Man, I'm a, I'm a man. I'm just as much of a man as Tyler the fucking pissant. So I'm a man. I think he was pointing to her. Right, right, right. Uh, um, and she will kind of just look up for the first time, and be like, "Obviously, I'm the most intelligent one here, so I'll be casting the spells." Thank you very much. You are by far the most annoying person I know that has been here, except for big uh, ass dragonborn. And this fucking half naked guy next to me is he also annoying? Uh, very. He's annoying the pesh out of me already. Well, why don't you go with dragonborn? Uh, excuse me. What? You want me to go with her? Yes, you two go together. Oh, this will this will not be good. So what I what I like you to do is learn details of uh, a bank from Artificer or go to magic items. Or, um, Let's go fuck up that Minotaur. The, the Minotaur. Or, uh, hey, all right. Uh, yeah. Hey, let's do that. He's probably pretty horny. You'll be all right. Okay. Or, all right. So uh, also do Artificer then. You are you are tough and rumble peoples. Right. I, yeah. Okay. That will leave... Um, you're uh, filling me with confidence already. I'm like <laughs> three foot two and I'll kick fuck at you. So... <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> oh, okay, so that will leave um, uh, white lady and uh, fat man, not 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 fat man, to go off and do other things. They will bribe gang leader and they will get magical items. Okay, sounds like a plan. Okay, we will meet back here in two days. You have two tasks. Go, go fucking do them. So, what should we do first? Leave. We should not be all seen together leaving. So one at a time. I go first, because fuck you people. <laughs> if you live and we win, you will be my gang. And then I like you. I love you as family. But until then, fuck you people. And he gets up and he excuses himself with a head nod. Uh, and uh, really to the women. Yeah. And then he turns around and he backs out and leaves. Well, that inspires a certain amount of confidence. Shut up, you, Julia, the... No one will just leave as well. Her name is Julia. Julia um, Leatherfeather. <laughs> was this some woman that you... Never mind, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, Julia uh, uh, and the Dragonborn will follow as well. Okay. Um, the woman with white eyes will stand there and she will just look off into the distance and wait for everyone else to leave. Um, Ron Thacker is yeah. just going to lead over now that there's only two left. You, um, you strike me as a Pisces. No. Pis fluid, you know, emotional type. Believe heavily in romance, I imagine? No. Napkin rose? No, no, no. <laughs> she, 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 she's going to take it. Delightful. And she's going to place it down very slowly and continue to look about six inches above his head. You'll extend a hand. Ron. And then just wipe it. Sorry. Nachos. Ron. Thacker. Ron, Ron, Nachos, Ron, Thacker. Yes. 
<laughs> Let's just leave. <laughs> All right. Uh, Paramore, well... Are you saying Paramore? Paramore. Okay. Yeah. Well, slowly stand up. Uh, stretch now that it's just him and uh, the half-elf and the Kalistar, right? Yep. All right, well, let's get out of here. Ugh! And s- turn around and, like, oh, hop over the uh, thing. Um, yeah, if you guys could just get, like, a big fucking hammer, that would be that would be the greatest. Um, thanks. Bye. And he turns and walks away. Quickly walks away. Okay. All right, and uh, that's where we're going to end that portion. I want to know what are you guys going to do? We have a, a turtle and a um, and, and Ron Thacker, Ron Thacker, <laughs> the halfling, uh, which I believe the turtle is a druid and Ron Thacker is a cleric. Yep. Uh, no, Ron Thacker is a barbarian. Barbarian. Well, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> that's why he has no shirt on. His Walmart tie is tied around his head. <laughs> And what, what was the name of Ron's... Uh, Tyler was the one that Ron... Tyler, made? the bodybuilder boyfriend that stole his wife, and Charmaine and Chantel are his daughters. Okay, Charmaine and Chantel, okay. Yeah. Alright, so what would you guys like to do first? Um, well, we're going after the Minotaur, I think, right? <coughs> no, we were doing the uh, disguises. And you're going to scout out the patrols. And we're going to scout out, scout out the patrols. What let's, would you guys like to do first? Patrols? Let's do. Yeah, let's go look at the patrols. All right, what time of day would you like to do this at? Nighttime. Uh, well, well, when is the heist going to happen? I would suspect the heist would happen early in the morning, so we should go first thing in the morning, should we not? Right. Sure. All right. So, yeah, uh, right, when everybody's just getting to work, having the coffee, no one's really in the mood for starting work yet. <laughs> yeah. Like, at 9 a.m.? 8 a.m. Um... Well, let's see what they're doing at 8 a.m. Um, there are several hours in the morning before then. Yeah, but nobody's getting to work at 4 o'clock in the morning, Well, many do. Uh, maybe we start at 5. Right, 5, yeah. Of course, I, I have a Pilates class. You will be there at 5, right, Ron? Yes. Think of your children. Think of my children. <clears throat> So, 5 a.m., you guys are going to meet there, uh, and the morning comes, and uh, are both of you on time? Uh, I am 15 minutes early, and I have brought chairs for us to sit in. Where? Where? Where are you sitting? Uh, across the road from the bank, in like a little alley, where I'm, we're covered under a little bit of shadow, but uh, it's, it's uh, still kind of out of the way. So you don't want people to be able to see you? Uh, well, just... Look past us. I mean, if if people look directly at us, they'll still see us. But I, I want to be like you kind of want to him. blend into the yes. background a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. I will arrive six minutes late because I've just come from my bums and tums class with Vince because I work in the fitness industry. I know fitness instructors are always named Vince. True. Yeah. One will be wearing, and I will be wearing. I don't work in the fitness industry, and I know that as well. <laughs> and I will be wearing leg warmers, and no longer have a tire on my head. It's now a sweatband. Okay. Um, I would like you, because you're trying to deceive people and think that this is normal, you're, you're yep. kind of laying back. I'd like a performance check sure, from you. We'll um, and uh, I would like an insight check from Ron to be able to tell how well it's rolling the box, Dan. Oh, I did pretty good on that. I, I want an insight check from you to be able to see if you can pick up the vibes that uh, what did I roll? Perrin Moore. <coughs> Perrin Moore. Perrin Moore is, is giving off. I rolled a 17, and therefore my insight is a 16. I rolled a 6, and therefore my performance is a 6. You can see that he is sitting in a chair trying to be inconspicuous, but he is really the the most conspicuous person that, that you've ever seen before. He uh, is He set himself up directly across the street 
from the main big glass double doors of Hillman's and Finder's spectabulous depository of dangerful knowables and five boating scriptances. <laughs> uh, well, I will, um, as I'm coming upon him in my neon leg warmers, will be uh, Pat, 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 Padme, Padme, Paranmore, Paranmore, yeah, Paranmore. Hello, Ronald. How was your class? It was great. Thank you. Vince you really are, you are several minutes late, but are you okay? I'm okay. I am. Are you sure? Do you need... Hey, ain't nothing to it but to do it, P. So, <coughs> let's get it going. No oh. pain, no gain. Yes, other epitaphs. Uh, we shall go and sit and observe. I have a chair, if you would like. I brought my hammer. Just in case. Sounds good. Uh, and Paramore is going to just sit directly across and stare at the bank. Okay. And what will Ron be doing? Ron will sit down at first as though he's trying to get... Unfortunately, Paramore is considerate, but not... What's your intelligence? Oh, not high. Not high. He brought a, a human-sized chair. Right, right. Uh, he's got a 13 intelligence. Okay. Uh, uh. He brought a dwarf-sized chair. <laughs> I'll just take a little hop up and uh, I'll act like it's no big thing because I'm not your, accepting defeat. Your feet are just going to be swinging. I'll kind of do that thing like where you lean against the bar stool. So I'm just going to slant so my feet touch the floor when I'm just leaning back. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to accept defeat, okay? I'm a, I'm a man, P. I'm a man, all right? I've been working out with Vince for six weeks. Twice a week. <laughs> so... Uh, you two are sitting across the street. And once you are sitting in the chair, uh, Paramore goes, good. And then reaches up and snaps. And that bubble appears again and kind of folds over and blends with the terrain around, giving this weird sense of camouflage through. Is this Lumen's tiny hut? No, this is the my Hearth of Moonlight and Shadow, um, which is a Circle of Dreams cleric ability, which basically gives us a... Creates a uh, invisible thirty foot sphere that grants us bonuses on stealth and perception, while hiding the contents within. So it, it basically creates this uh, uh, invisible globe that you can see pass and through, but uh, from get, the inside. But from the outside, from the out, no, from the outside, you could like it. It's like it's not there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's kind of like predator armor. Yes. Yeah. All right. Now you're speaking my language. So and and then I turn and go. So don't fucking move, all right? We got to watch what's going on here, all right? Ron. Can anybody hear us in here? Nope. One time I got angry and woke up and a gnome was dead. That sounds like a fun story. Uh, I mean, we got some time. Care to care to share? Do you care to share? I care to share. Yeah. Yeah. Can we roll so it doesn't take three and a half hours? Yeah, but I won't. <laughs> Why don't you give us a, a performance on this? Sure, I'll give you a performance. I just rolled a seven, so eight. So eight, okay. So he tells the story. It's it's. It feels like it could have been a good story, but he's not telling it well. You, you're all about stories. Yeah. You have many questions, and you just keep interrupting them until you see that that's going to start angering the barbarian, mm. um, and then the, the questions have to stop. And so you do get the gist of the story, um, but it's a little distracting. Okay. What are you guys doing here in the bubble while while Ron is monologuing? Um, I'm watching the bank and I'm taking notes of of things that are going on. I've got this little book and I'm out and I'm just 
taking notes. Okay, are you just watching the bank, or are you uh, taking notes on like exactly the people that are going into the bank? Yes. Oh, are, what are you, my question is, are you looking at the building, or are you looking at the people? More the people than the building itself. All right, can I get an investigation check from you? Sure. That's an 11. My investigation is a total of 12. Okay. What are you doing, Ron? I will be making a list of all my assets that are over 20 gold pieces that I have to share with my lawyer later on. <laughs> I will be, uh, I'll be watching for any routine passers by just to see if there's the same person. So, so the people passing. as well? Yeah. All right. So investigation check, please. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's not too shabby. Uh, was that a 15? So it is a 15 overall. Okay. All right. So uh, the two of you are able to, with a combined we score... Are, we are ill-equipped to do this no, task. No, we're doing all right. With the combined score of 26, uh, you are definitely able to pick out some of the um, uh, police officers that are on patrol going by. You can see the people going in and out. They all seem to be strange, arcane people coming in. They all look sketchy and nervous. And this is starting to live up to, to what Big Ivan said before, that this, this house is deadly magical weapons. There are things that they do not want people to know about that they're bringing into this bank vault. And so you know that it must be pretty heavily guarded and there must be some intense magics to keep people out. Uh, as and, and you see them come in and not all of them come out. So maybe there's even a back entrance or maybe they're teleporting away. There are many questions about this, but you do see the same two patrols going one Going exactly on the hour past and one seven minutes later with an hour in between. So that gives you a window of 53 minutes. Okay. To be able to get in, get everything, and get out again. Or at least return everything to normal from the outside. However, and I will tell you this, the combined score of 26 was not high enough to notice the plainclothes cop. So we don't know that there's a plane close cop there? No, that is also on a patrol. Okay. So, um, let's uh, let's jump over to your other group. Right. Okay, you guys wanted to go uh, deal with a Minotaur. Uh, uh, God, we've got to try not to get him to work. Yeah, so... Uh, I mean, you thought I would just send the barbarian to do this, but break his legs or something, but no. I've sent my gnome wizard. Dan, what did you send? I sent my dragonborn cleric. Okay, well, fucking good. Two, two good people in a fight. Okay. Uh, all right, so um, do you even know what, which Minotaur to go talk to? Nope. <coughs> uh, so uh, well, we could go to the bank, act like we're trying to find the Minotaur, and be like, oh, I forgot his name. Yeah, I was just, I was totally going to think that. Yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, literally that. What were you going to say? So when are you going to go do this? <coughs> I mean, top of the morning we could go, right? Yeah. As he shows up for work? Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah, we could. We could go cause a scene and... Yeah. Get him... Find out, maybe, he might be wearing a name tag. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I I, have an idea. Uh, before we go for... Uh, meet me at the bank in the morning. Oh, hey, fuck. Who put you in charge? Oh, I did. Is it because I'm small? Yes. That you think you can boss me around? Also, you're a gnome. And I'm... And I'm a... Beautiful I'm a right. dragonborn. Because I'm... Right. <laughs> We're gonna have these accents, especially the Irish, are gonna bleed over. It's gonna be an issue. Even the Russian was getting hard for me at the moment. 
<laughs> We've made it abundantly clear that Dan is not good at keeping an accent going, well, so no. just deal with it. No, but the, you've leveled up in that now because you're destroying everybody else's. <laughs> like a fucking anti-accent field. <laughs> <laughs> fucking chaos! <laughs> All right, so uh, you guys are going to show up the following morning. Um, and uh, while everyone is is uh, passing by and, and coming in, and there's patrols going on, and there's a turtle and a halfling across the street scoping it out, they do not notice a dragonborn and a gnome walk in the front door. <laughs> shit. <laughs> what would you guys like to do? I Okay, look, I've come prepared. I will be dressed like an old lady. I will have a walker and everything. I will have... And I'll switch into my character's voice. I will have a heart attack in front of the security, fall down into his arms. He's got to save me. I'll say, bless you, bless you. And I'll hold his face and I'll say, tell me, what is your name? I guess, I, fucking. Come on, Dan. I guess that's going to work. But uh, I'm thinking a little bit more of this. And I change myself into a minotaur. Well, I mean, I could. Just make myself look like him and take his place. So, but if you could do that all along, why are we here when he's at work? Well, if there's two of us, it's going to be a little confusing, don't you think? I'm just saying you could have just come to work the next day when we robbed the bank. Yep. You could have just been him. But I do not know what he looks like. Okay, I'm, I'm right, bleeding okay. everywhere here. Okay. <laughs> well, so how do we get rid of him? Let us roll initiative to see. Um, no, 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 no. We're going to roll wisdom to see who's going to choose. This will be a wisdom save, let's call it, to see whose plan we're going to go with. Okay. So we can expedite this a little bit. Well, that's probably going to be your plan. No. No. Yep. What you rolled? You rolled one, Dan? I rolled a two plus three, which is a five. What were we rolling, sorry? Wisdom. Just straight wisdom. Yep. And then uh, six I rolled overall. Well, there you go. All right, so we're going to go with Terry's plan. Okay. To find out his name. And and then what? There was a second part to the plan, and I forgot. Um, uh, oh, then we could go and report him. We could go and report him. I can say that he tried to touch me, and I couldn't get away and get him fired. Do you think you could really sell that? Oh, no, but we'll know his name, so then you can go and dress like him, and then just be like, oh, what address do you have on file? Because I might need to change it, and then we know where he lives, then we can go kick fuck out of him when he's asleep. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I, I, I like this idea, but the one thing I would have to change is I could just change into him and uh, touch you in the middle of the street if you want. And then there's guards that are actually, you know, concealed. <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> and I didn't think I was going to have to explain this, but that doesn't fix the problem. That's just you dressed up as another man touching me. <laughs> touching me in the tuppence. How the hell is that going to help? I run around the corner. Back, or I go into the bank, change myself into someone else, and then they come in running after me, see him, grab him, I'm someone else. You listen to me, you big bronze buffoon. You look like a fucking idiot right now. We ain't got time to waste. He is a fucking idiot. I want to point this out. Yo, Seven ints. Yeah. We got, we're going to go with my plan. And we're go is that the turtle over there on the other side of the street? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? Okay. 
You're going to get his name. He's sitting there waiting for Ron to show up. You're going to go and speak to the admin department, HR. Get your own address, not yours, his, so we can go to his house, kick fuck out of him when he's asleep, tie him up so he can't go to work. You go to work dressed up as him and you can let us in. Carry on the initiative roll. That's yep, the plan. Yeah, okay, so, All right, so. I'm going in and trying to get his a- address. No, no, shut up. You follow my lead. Okay. You stay here until I wave. Okay, I'm going to walk. Okay. I'm going to dress myself up looking like I'm weak. All right, uh, walk I would like a deception check for your uh, for your costume here. I'm going to give you what blessed... Oh, that? wait, that's an eight that you rolled. Oh, Jesus, this is not going to go well. At 12... 12, okay, that's good. I went over tens. This is going to be a bit of a skill challenge for you two, okay? Okay. So we're going to go Terry's part first and then Dan's part second. Right. And we want to get, uh, let's say, uh, six successes before four failures. Okay. Right. All right, right. and we're going to try to, to build... Um, ten is my base level, although... If you end up doing something totally ridiculous, it may get harder. Or if you do something really smart, it may get easier. Perfect. Okay. Like so, life, in it, really? Yep. So there we go. We're starting off with a 10. Here we go. Uh, Terry, you, you, you did all right. You, you look like a... Uh, Julia now looks like an elderly uh, gnome woman. Okay. All right. What would you like to do I would next? just like to walk slowly. And as I'm getting about 10 or 12 feet away from just go, yeah, I just can't... I can't catch my breath. Why? Why did I just take my hand and just... Oh, just out of a heart attack into his arms. All right, uh, I would like to get from you a performance check. Okay. Oh, very nice. Ooh, that's that all a, right. That's sixteen. That one. Sixteen. Okay. Master. So that is the second success. Okay. All right, and you've fallen into his arms, and he catches you with with. Oof. It's gone. Everything's going dark. I are you a cow? You look like a. And, and, and he screams at the top of his lungs, Medic! And the, like a grung comes hopping over and, and picks you up in his arms. Yeah. And, and he says, uh, Oh my god, I, 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 I gotta get her out. I gotta get her out of the anti-magic field. I, I gotta get her outside where, 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 where I can catch some heels. And then he, he grabs you and he starts hopping through the air and then busting through the front door. Okay. And then he lays you down and he Closes his eyes for a moment and he puts his hands on you and goes, and you feel a little bit better. <laughs> I was feeling all right. Uh, t- tell me, does this medic have any keys or anything jangling off? This uh, side? He seems to be another one of the guards. When you walked in there, yeah. Um, well, well, let's see what the, your what's your passive perception because okay, you are my, straight from the Minotaur. My passive perception is uh, twelve. Twelve. That is enough to notice that there was uh, a loxodon, a Minotaur. A grung, although you weren't quite certain if it was um, a grung or a goblin, the, the little green creature, but now it's obviously a grung, and a fourth guard as well. Okay. All right, so now you, you've you've hopped, uh, he's hopped over and, and pulled you, and he seems to be a guard. He's got a couple of keys. He also has a wand on his hip, oh. and um, and he's got a, a blowgun with a number of darts on his other hip. Uh, he's invisible? Or Sorry, uh, he's uh, outside of the bank right now? Yeah. All right. Um, I would be standing off just by the uh, like stairs, like leaning up against one of the posts, trying to look inconspicuous. Uh, G- give me a deception. No stealth. Natural twenty. Natural twenty. Yep. You are. Um, 
You are a dragonborn that is blending in. There happens to be a uh, a little parade of dragonborn tourists yep. uh, walking around with little little sketch pads, sketching all of the buildings around. And, oh my goodness, look at that! Oh, I've heard about this place. And, yeah, it's quite and, wonderful. Eh? And you are behind them. Yeah. Okay. All right, peering through. So. Yeah. Um. I are they kind of moving past this whole scene with the growing in the gnome? Uh, they're going to stop on the corner. As a matter of fact, your nat 20 is going to give you a little bit of time here. Okay. So, so they're going to stop in front of you and they're going to be looking at this, at this depot because it's famous because there was an old gangster that actually shot up the place with a number of magic missiles like 300 years ago. And, and they've left bits and pieces of scarring up here as kind of a, a historical building. So mm-hmm. so they're taking photos, or, well, photo, they're sketching it out. Okay. So While behind them, I'm going to give myself uh, my blessing of the trickster, um, which is... Uh, oh, wait, sorry, it's on someone else other than me. So as my action, I'm, act- I'm going to in... That stealth that you succeeded, by the way, Counts towards the... Oh, counts towards this? Cool. So we got three. Um, I am going to turn myself invisible um, with my uh, Cloak of Shadows. That's the thing I wanted to do. And then make my way up and around. And as the Grung is healing, I want to swipe the keys. Okay. Give me a sleight of hand. Do I get advantage because I'm invisible? Yes, I'll give this to you. And there's a lot going on. And also there's a panting gnome woman in his arm. Oh! Oh, gosh! Oh, that's that's fantastic. That is that's great. I rolled a three and a four. However, I am proficient in sleight of hand on this guy, and that is a plus seven. So that is a eleven. Okay, an eleven is going to uh, jingle the keys a little bit, uh, but he's not going to notice. You're not able to lift okay. them. Uh, but as you are sitting there trying to get them off, you do see that um, that the keys are red, blue, and green. Okay. And that is your first failure. You need two successes and two failures. Terry, we need one more from you. What are you doing? I would like to just reach up and just... Thank you, laddie. Thank you. You saved me. You and the other man. Tell me, I would like to send you a gift. I would like you to be recognized and remember you forever. What is your name and what's that young man's name over there? Deception. That's not even my dice. Um... Why do I keep doing that over there? Oh, well, that's not good, is it? <laughs> Eight. I got plus four at deception. Eight. Eight. Um, uh, you know what? Because of Dan's stealth. No, you know what? No, that moment has passed. I'm no. not giving you anything on this one. So, um, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's part of our job. <laughs> you know, I'm just glad that you're okay. Um, and and you uh, you you're 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 all right now. I feel. Pretty. And I'll just flick my wrists around a bit, and as I'm doing it, I want to cast Catapult on the keys and just fire them off. Um, towards... Is there a somatic component to Catapult? It's just ha- it's just somatic. It's That's just it. somatic? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to cast it as you're doing this, um, and I would like you to um, roll a stealth, so that you are flicking your hands in a natural movement. <laughs> Should I even check? Oh, I got plus 14 to stealth. No, uh, I rolled a total of five for stealth. <laughs> Not going five. well, is it? So your arms just start moving in crazy um, directions, and the keys go flying off. That is another failure. Um, and the and the grunt sits there, and he gets all flustered. And he's You, you said that you feel pretty, and he goes, you are pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm old enough to be your mother, so you keep your feet. 
face out the gutter. Damn I mean, thank you. We, we need we need another roll from you now. Um, so the keys went flying past me. Yep. Um, and the grung's not going after them. Actually, I'd like to get a perception from you. Sure. Because there's a whole lot of flailing and, and awkward flirting. Uh, that is an 18. That is a success, my uh, friend. You do see them go flying. Plus a perception of three. So, okay. Uh, I am going to run after them, still invisible. My invisibility is going to wear off at the end of this turn. So, um, I want to scoop them and get somewhere hidden. Okay. Yeah. All right. You pick them up and you, and you run away. Um, I'm going to need a another stealth check as you are running and scooping. Okay. There are many people around that you'll be dodging through to get to yeah, the keys. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, my stealth is a total of uh, 21. There we go. That's another success. All right. And it comes back to Terry. Uh, you are now, uh, you have catapulted the keys off. They've gone flying. Hi. Well, uh, I'm going to... Um, I guess I'm going to also catapult off his wand. I'll cast catapult again. On okay, wand. I'm going to need another... Uh, stealth? Another stealth, please. This is not going well, is you it? You need to choose different dice. I do. I do. I do. That's nine in total. That's nine? Yes. Okay, he's starting to get a little suspicious. That's a failure, and that is the third failure. Well, they've all been mine, I think. <laughs> I failed once. And, uh, and he's going to narrow his eyes and, and say... Um, you're not, uh, you, you're not really that, that, that old, are you? You're oh, not, shit! <laughs> you, you're not really, huh? Huh? <laughs> no. Are you even a woman? Uh, uh, um, I'm going what's... to run up at this point. Having... No, you've gone off to go get keys. Oh, okay. Well, let this be, you, you. Ah, not wrong. And I'll cast invisibility on myself and run away. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> no one ever believes me. <laughs> All right. Um, you're gonna cast. I would like a stealth from you to get away. Then sure. If he reaches for do I, his, do I get advantage if I'm invisible? Yes, you do. He's gonna reach for his wand. Oh, that's not too bad, is it? That's twenty in total. 20. He reaches for his wand and, and he just sees a crowd of people. These dragonborn, uh, come by and he's just, uh, he doesn't want to hit an innocent bystander. So he lets you go, thinking, that's really weird. And it's actually going to take him a number of hours <laughs> to realize that the keys are gone because he's all flustered Does now. Does he have a <laughs> So, uh, no, he, he, he's just a guard at the, at the front. He's going to go into the break room and sit down and kind of kind of, kind of shaken because this, this beautiful gnome woman turns out to have lied to him and disappeared, and that's just his kind of luck. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's let's jump back to uh, the turtle. Um, uh, Perrin Moore. Perrin Moore. Perrin Moore and Ron. Ron Thacker. Uh, and you two, uh, you've sat there, you've watched... Is Thacker his actual last name, or did he just think that sounded cool, so he's going to go with it? Oh, Ron Thacker, that's his name. Okay. So, so um, all of this hubbub happened in front of the bank, and you guys didn't even see it. <laughs> we were in the middle of a story. There was a story being told, and this was where Ron really dropped the ball, and you started to ask the questions, and, and he got angry. So, <laughs> so the, it has come and passed, you guys have figured out... That were these two patrols that have gone by and whatnot, um, and it hits um, midday, 
and there are now suddenly a surge of people in the streets. And you think that's probably a good idea for you guys to join the masses and get out. Yeah. All right. Now, you did have a second thing that you were going to do, and that was uh, design and fabricate disguises oh. for each of the six members of the crew. Now we're talking. Arts and crafts place. That's what we need. Paramore? Um... So I have, you are the designer. You seem mm-hmm, to be very gung ho mm-hmm, about this. Mm-hmm. I've done a few kids parties. Yeah. All, all right. So what what is your plan? Should we be cleaners? I've heard that story. Or should we be dress up as other guards? I've no, that it's being done. Well. It's being clowns. Done. I've heard that one. I see it like hiding in plain sight. No. 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 What is your suggestion, Ronald? I think... Right. Well, I want to hear your suggestions, and then I'll decide whether or not they're aligned with mine. Very good. Uh, we you just made, like, three suggestions. Okay, I want to hear the rest of your suggestions. <laughs> we could be businessmen looking to form a deal with the bank. Maybe some... And this won't be much of a stretch, my friend. Some down-and-out... Uh, Blue-collar workers who just need a loan to start their small business. I actually work in management, so I am familiar with this. And yes, I agree. I think that's a fantastic plan. And 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 it's diverse because you're of the turtle people. And so they are more likely... Yes. They are more likely to give us a loan. I'm a halfling and they don't want to disrespect me. Very good. Yes, they do give the loans to the older folk a little easier. Let's make our way to look like bedraggled blue-collar We need a suit shop. All right. We need a suit shop. What is our small business? Um, Investments. Not not that any of this will matter. Offshore banking. um, Research and development. Sure. Let's do it. You guys are in a big city. You need to find a suit shop. Yeah. Uh, how are you going to do that? Uh, uh, the first person we pass by. Who's, who's, wearing, a suit? The who's su- wearing a suit? Yeah, who's, who's wearing, wearing a, a suit? suit? Where did you buy that? Yeah. Uh, okay, and I would like you to roll a, let's call this just a um, persuasion to get on the good side because okay. you're a weird person standing in, in the street. I'm super good at persuasion, guys. Super good at persuasion. I'm going to back his story up. Can All I right, know? so you give him advantage. Well done. That's didn't good. Help. That didn't help. That didn't help. Down um, to a three and a nine. And my persuasion is wonderful. That is a ten. That is a ten. You get a cold shoulder from an elf. You guys walked up to an elf, and he just goes, and just keeps walking. Wrong crowd. Wrong. That was the wrong uh, crowd. Yes. Maybe a blue color? Like a, a, a cheaper suit. Like a dwarf. You have the eye, right? Right, I do. Yeah, I do. All right, there are a number of, of people walking by. There's an air cocker goes, going by in kind of like a like a bird version of a suit. There's like holes in the back of wings and whatnot. Right. They and they're no shoes. to make talons. one for my shell. Yeah. Um, True that. There's also a uh, sea elf that walks by in a very fancy suit made of scales. No more um, a, a handful of, of naked lizard folk um, that are wearing only ties. Right. And, um, and then uh, a halfling <laughs> is also walking by in a suit as well. And he's whistling a jaunty tune. Oh! Halfling. Let's talk to the halfling. I mean, we can talk to the Aarakocra. No, makes no sense, because I need a halfling suit. 
but I need the, you don't need the, the bird How about I do the Eric Hogan? You do the... Yeah. Okay. Agreed. All right. Both uh, of you are going to approach them, and I need a persuasion roll from each of you to get their attention without pissing them off. Well, that was a five and a seven. On the side. <laughs> seven, I got. I got an eight. Seven and an eight. They're giving you guys a cold shoulder. This is not going well. There's going to be one more chance before the people around here start okay. to see you guys going a little bit. Do you know what? Because I'm starting to get a little bit. I'm starting to get a little bit. Yeah. Ticked off. Okay. Okay. You should say. Okay, put the lid right on the jar. Okay. And then the first person who looks smartly dressed, who's close to an alleyway, I want to shove him in the alleyway, and I'm going to start threatening people because I need results. Okay, uh, there is going to be a human that walks by, and he's got, like, a cane and a monocle and a top hat that's, like, three sizes to, like, it's three times the height of a regular. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to um, be already in the alleyway, and as he goes by, I want to grab him by his belt, and yeah. I want to try and immediately get him to the floor. All right, I you grab, uh, I need from you a uh, athletics check. I don't think I took proficiency in this. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I am going to uh, shape into a wolf. Let's find out what, what Terry does first. Well, I, I was going to do this for advantage on this. Like, I, was, yeah. I wanted to aid him. I'm just going to click back to the correct character. <laughs> sure. Okay. You're going to turn into a wolf? And, like, add that presence to it by, like, maybe if, if you're just shoving him, I'll, like, try to take his legs out from under him. Yeah. The moment that you turn into a wolf, everyone stops and looks at you because there are no wolves in Glitterpool. This is a desert. Hey, turn casino. into a wolf in the alley, idiot. I turn back into a turtle. Sorry. That's not gonna... Alright, so... Uh, eight in total. Eight in total? Yeah. Uh, you manage to grab him and pull on the belt, uh, and suddenly his illusion drops. And two halflings, one standing on the shoulders of the other, just boop, 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 and fall onto the ground. And and one of them goes, ah! and the other one just screams, ah! and runs. Uh, he does? Yeah, he's, he's running away. And the illusion was of how, how wonderfully um, tall and statuesque. They are still wearing the suit. It's just a human-sized suit. I want to drag the top half on one half, like the bottom half on the other. He's got a belt up around like his nose. Okay, I want to drag... The I want to go. I want to go into a rage, okay, immediately, and I want to drag the one that fell down on the bottom that didn't run away into yeah. the alley, and just non-lethal damage. I just want two digs to the face straight away. All right, uh, roll the hit. Boom. You drag him out of the pants, and he is naked underneath. The other one is screaming, running down the street. I'm going arms flailing. Uh, everyone is stopping to look at this. Twenty yeah, to hit fine. for the first one. Twenty-three to hit for the second. You one. hit both times. Let's boom, roll damage. Boom. Shit. You, well, you're using non-lethal, right? So this is going to yeah, be... so it's three and three, so six damage. So six damage. Boom, boom. All right. And, and he stops and just grabs another one. What? Listen to me, Tyler, you fucking piss on. I want a suit and I want it now. If one word of you, if one sentence doesn't end with the word suit or fine clothes, I will fucking spread your insides all over this alleyway. Roll intimidation with advantage. I'm running after the other guy, and the second I get down the... Uh, Roll athletics to catch up to him. He's a terrified halfling and you are a turtle. And I just rolled 19 for intimidation. Now things are going our way down, looking up. This naked halfling in front of you just just covers the ground in a puddle. He is terrified, and he he just he starts weeping, and he says, <laughs> All right, Tyler, you 
fuck I'm this So I get... Hold on, hold on. We just had a character moment. You called him Tyler? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So so you got mad. You're projecting now. Are you raging? Yeah, I'm raging. Okay, uh, and so you... Uh, you have intimidated the shit of him, and he just goes, Try the fine suit district in the fashions, in the fashion. Tell me exactly how to get there. Tell me where to go. East. How far? Three blocks. Get the fuck out of my sight. And he just runs and hops into a garbage can. <laughs> then I roll a 13 from athletics. Okay. To catch up to him. Uh, I'm going to roll for his athletics. Give him a plus two. Oh, I rolled a 15, so... Do I, do I get close enough to him that I could throw a mold earth up in front of him? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and just, like, make him run face first into a wall. Damn, yep. that's good. I've never done that before. Uh, his athletics was high enough that he was outpacing you quite a bit, and he thought that he was getting away, so he's picking up speed, and he's going. His little naked halfling feet sticking out from the bottom of this, like, tuxedo shirt. Is he's running. He's like a four-year-old wearing dad's tuxedo. A little tail's hanging up on <laughs> And suddenly the sidewalk just... <laughs> and he brains himself on it and hits it. And down he goes. All right. I catch up and, like, poke him. Is he unconscious? Uh, he's very dazed. Very I dazed? Would say that, I would say that he has got the stunned condition. Okay. Um, I am going to just put my hand on him and just uh, pump a single hit, uh, temporary hit point of damage into him or of, of health into him. Yeah. So I'm giving him, uh, oh, actually, it's a D6 from my Fey energy pool. So you're going to heal him? I'm just going to drop a D6 into him uh, for healing, which is going to be five points of healing. Okay, he's going to kind of come to a little bit. He's still stunned for a round, so and his eyes are going to clear. I'm going to slowly, like, crouch over him and be like, we just wanted to know where you got your suit. And he says, <laughs> Ow. <laughs> is the Ow store near here? Uh, can you please roll a persuasion? Sure. That is a... Pretty sure this guy's terrible at this. He is. Ten. What are you fucking good at? All right, so... What are you for? <laughs> so, um... So he, uh... He kind of, like, looks at you, and you did just heal him, right? So he's going to kind of believe you a little bit on this. He says, don't tell anyone, but we stole it off a drunk guy. <laughs> I'm going to roll an insight. Do I believe him? I'm surrounded by criminals. 19. Yes. He's telling the truth. Oh. Well, you shouldn't do that. Do you know of a good suit store that has the capabilities to manage all of this? (laughs) I'm not even wearing pants. And he lifts up the bottom of the shirt and you see see a little halfling dong. (laughs) You see his quarterling. Okay. Um... Paramore's kind of going to kind of tilt his head to the side. Never seen one. Um, okay, and he's just going to get up and walk away from him, leaving the sidewalk. Yeah. Up. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Everybody else is just kind of like passing around you, like people in Vegas do when there are homeless people. They just don't make eye contact. Keep walking. Yep. Right. And so uh, they're going to. Uh, uh, they're going to ignore you as, as you disappear back into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, you now know where to go get some suits. Paramore. Yes, Ronald. I got nothing. Apparently, suit they store. stole them from a homeless person. Suit store three blocks east. 
Oh, fantastic. Let's go. Let's go. You guys go down, and you see that there are a number of shops. This is the fashion district, oh. right? And there are a number of, of... And everything here is expensive. It's fancy, right? But you also know that you can't really plan a heist without having a little bit of gold in your pocket. And Ivan knows that each of you are broke. So maybe you need to go talk to Ivan and get some money. I think we should go and talk to Ivan and get some money. Could we not just take the suits? Well, I mean, they're going to have to, like, measure them. Uh, I guess it might that's be true. Yes, let's go pay. get some money. And we might get a new pair of New Balances out of this if we're lucky, so. I assume that's a good thing. Black let's wants go. to blend in. Let's go and speak to Ivan. New Balance are, are elven shoes that help with your acrobatics checks. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay uh, and Ivan will give you um, enough money to, to suit up and uh, what you guys just need to do now is one final roll <laughs> this is um, gone so well and you will have advantage because you have an entire second day to work on this um, to uh, to make sure that there are the right suits and the right measurements you can find everybody else and get what their measurements are they can come and they can get sorted out but what we need is um, a, a a persuasion roll to get some sort of a, a discount here. Okay. You guys have advantage on this because you're coming in ballers with money. 21 in total with a natural 20 from T-Dog. Dan, considerably less. It's a 10. Single it's a 10? Yeah. All right, y'all, we're going we're gonna to say that that is a pass for everyone except Paramore. Who is he's just wearing a, a suit, but his shell is busted out through the back. It it didn't quite. They have nothing for yep. mortals. Yep. So he just took a human suit to to expediate things, um, and uh, because honestly, uh, Vash Lanhareth was very 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 particular about the dress that she will be wearing. Okay. And took up most of the time, and so okay. Paramore yep. didn't have the opportunity. Cool. That's okay. All right. And now, you guys, it is you. <laughs> You guys have uh, have gotten some keys, but no Minotaur name. Right. Well, you saw him, right? Uh, yeah. You saw his name on his name tag. Did I? You did not ask. I did not ask. You did, did not, not look. Look. <laughs> look. So, I succeeded my task. Because you clearly... I got you the keys. I never got an address either. Look. You're going to have to go... First one into the bank as the guard. We're gonna have to take the guard out on his way to work. We're gonna have to, have to take the guard out on his way to work. You're gonna. What was the other thing we were gonna do? You guys gotta go find a gnome artificer. There will be a letter actually that arrives by Raven. It comes down and it lands on top of Julia's head, and it's got a little a little scrap of paper in its beak, and it drops it. And it, it, it kind of caws at you. Um, and, the, and the word it says is, Ivan! And drops the, the scrap of paper for you. You open it. I don't want to touch it. Well, all right. Take it and open it up. I'll read it because he's too slow. Uh, and it says inside, um, your gnome friend is where there is the green noise. The tavern? The tavern, yeah. <laughs> So, <coughs> we have two birds with n- not a lot of time-shaped stone we have to knock out here. So, how are we going to do this? Right. I, 
go take care of the gnome artificer and then just kill this dude in the morning? Yeah. And I take his place? 100%. All right, cool. 100%. Yeah, let's do that. 100%. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Um, so you guys are heading back towards the um, Earl of Clubs. Yes. Yeah. You're heading to daytime. But it's still packed in here. And the uh, Simic hybrid with the tentacles I've been playing has been replaced by a Loxodon who is sitting there trumpeting on the horn as if it's an instrument. And as he squeezes it, it gets higher pitch. And so he's playing almost almost like some sort of, of trombone, but with squeezing different points of, of his trunk. I saw this Disney movie recently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's playing, uh, what, what, what is it, the Flight of the Bumblebee? Yeah. <laughs> on, on his trunk. <laughs> uh, as you head in, where would you like to go? What would you like to do? You get past Peps and Yogs, who are sitting there braiding each other's hair. And then, of course, you have to hand over your weapons and armor to the zombie knight, who is just kind of staring off in the corner with a hand outstretched, waiting for a tip, drooling. If, if we're going to pass by uh, the bar as well, yeah, I'm going to order another drink. Um, not quite like the one he gave me, you know, the, after the third one he gave me last time, like kind of in between that one and a new one. No, the, the, the third and a half one is clearly the best one uh, to another skip. Uh, he's just going to tell you outright that that's all well and good, but this one's from original uh, distillery. So. It's too advanced. I don't want it. Uh, look, we call it Thacko and you will love it. <laughs> Okay. All right. I, I, I take it and down it. All right. And then what do you guys do? Terry just hits. <laughs> Terry hates all of this. <laughs> I'll get old fashioned into porn star, please. Uh, he literally gets you an an old man and a porn star goblin <laughs> in a bathtub full of whiskey. All right. I mean, and he says, okay. if you're concerned about their health, I do have these strange stats for them. <laughs> I, I, I. We need a gnome artificer. Wait, who am I right now? You're Wrong? Julia. You're Julia. Julia. We need a gnome artificer. And, and he just We says, just call them artificers. I, I don't know anything about that. Okay, look. Can you see a gnome in here? No, uh, but I believe he's in the back room. Is he in the back? You don't know anything about it. We're going to go to the I back room. I don't know anything room. about this. We're going to go to the back room, all right? Okay. So fuck off with the I, way... But, what happens if we go in the back room? You get in the back room. Like through the rope. What happens if we go through the rope? I've never been through it before. How? Okay. What's in there? I do not know. I've never been on the other side of that door. Wait here. No, you come with me. <laughs> it sounds like a plan. We're going to go to the rope. Okay. I'm going to act real chill. Yeah. And then I'm just going to throw... Give me a sleight of hand because you're being really subtle about whatever. Just gonna throw like a copper piece through yep. the curtain or whatever. Oh, there's a there's a black door on the other side. So it just bounces off the black door. It 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 bounces off the black door and hits the rope and then what did you roll? Um, sleight of hand, right? Yep. Fourteen. Yeah, and and it lands back at your feet again. All right. And the rope's in front of the door, right? Yeah. I just hop the rope. I'm going, oh, shit. Shit, shit. Okay, you jump over the rope and land on the other side of the rope, between the rope and the door. Is anybody looking? But he does it? No, everybody is very much minding their own business. Like, they're deliberately But I would looking. like an athletics check. For fuck's sakes, these dice hate me today. Um, athletics check? Okay, uh, five? 
All right, so he jumps over the rope, but uh, he does catch it with his left foot. The stanchions come crashing down, and he kind of trips and hits the door. And the moment he touches the door, he tumbles through it. As if it's not even there. Shut up. What do I see on the other side? Before we get to that, Julia, what are you doing? Is anybody looking? No? Nobody's uh, There are a couple of people that are looking. Um, there's some poor, sad bastard who's walking around with a mailbag. And he's just like, he's got a collar on his neck and he's like going... And he's handing out mail to people because this is the only place he can find them. And there's some other like, like nasty, drooling, inbred looking son of a bitch who is just walking around going, Coffee? Coffee? Anyone Coffee? Know? And and the two of them both look, uh, and and they they point to a, a finely dressed woman who is standing there as well, uh, who is reading from from a tome, and she looks up and and she's got this long blonde hair. She's a human woman. She looks up and says, "Guys, I don't give a fuck." Okay. Uh, the mailbag guy is he going to? I'll just go. Fuck you, looking at, and then I'll just. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Fuck off. And I'll go, I'm going to go over the rope as well. I'll go under the rope. Okay. I'm going to go under the rope, and then I'm just going to go, I'm just going to walk through the door. And on the other side of the door is a closet. There's a dragonborn face down in the closet. Once you've passed through the threshold and gone past the door, the this goblin jazz, the green noise, has stopped. And there is a chair. And on the chair is a tied-up gnome, bound and gagged. And there is a tray of instruments that are obviously torturer's tools. <laughs> and there is a little note that has been stapled into his chest that says, Don't fuck this one up, Ivan. Get up, you. You look like a right prick. <laughs> and I'll... Ugh, and I, I stand up and dust myself off. And Is he gagged? Yes, he is. Hot. Yeah, you can do okay, it. Okay, yeah, I, I go and grab the gag and move it down from his mouth. After doing, like, one finger up to my mouth and be like... He sits there and he's struggling against these cuffs that are in the arm of the chair and the legs as well. And he goes, Oh my God, who made this amazing furniture? I hear he's quite renowned in the area for making some pretty damn good furniture for this kind of purpose. Is, this, is, is it because it's like BDSM furniture? <laughs> it is, <laughs> yes. It is. Yeah, obviously. You would know, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we needed him to craft us... Um, what do we need? Not craft. You guys were looking to um, learn some details of the bank. Ah, yes. Because he helped design it. Okay. I'm going to start rolling up the sleeves of my blazer. Listen here, friend. <laughs> Our lovely gnome over here, she's uh, hankering to do some damage. And Fuck off! I'm just going to give him one. Just in the, just like, just not too hard. Just a little... Uh, roll, in the roll, roll to hit. You have advantage. I'm a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I need to borrow this. That's a natural You crit. Well, with, all right. So it's one plus your strength, right? So, uh, um, apparently, a one. It's one. One. So two. So two. But uh, that <clears throat> the one that is replacing a die will count as two because you crit, so it's okay. doubled. So you for three damage, you sock him, and he spits blood. You split his lip open. Okay. And he's a. <laughs> You remind me of my ex-wife. <laughs> so as you can see, she's kind of bloodthirsty, and um, to be honest, we need some information from you. About what? The bank. What bank? I go through whatever, the, the five 
The depot. The I depot. Got one. We need it from the depot. We need. We need to know information. What do you want to know? Uh, I fucking do. Should we tell him on? Look, do you work there? No, I just designed a couple of things. What did you design? <laughs> uh, with advantage, one of you can roll. Uh, and this will be... Um, are you intimidating or are you persuading? Or are you... Uh, we will persuade. I literally put the wrong character on these. Like They're on opposite tasks of what they should be doing. This is the first time I actually have proficiency in the skill I'm rolling. Okay, right, okay yeah. <laughs> go for it. Persuade with advantage. Um, oh, that's good, Daniel. Th- that is going to be a twenty. All right, and uh, and he's going to say, I, I just I cover the security features, and, and I, I go in sometimes to do to do upgrades. What are the security features? Uh, and how do we turn them off? Uh, please roll intimidation, Julia, and persuasion. We're getting good cop, bad cop oh, from you guys. How do we do? Six. Nine. Intimidation. Six and nine. And he goes, I don't need to tell you. Do you care to punch him again? I'm going to take a second. No. I'm not going to punch him. Alan Moore? You're not? No. Because we are both gnomes and we are Ken. Um, It's the Paramore's the, the turtle. What's your name? Uh, Dandy. Right, Dandy. No, Dandy. Because we are friends, aren't we? And what's your name? Uh, everybody calls me Cogs. Right. Cogs. And that's a splendid name that I'm sure nobody's ever made fun of, and I won't be the first one. Cogs, I need to know about the security features. Now, I'm not going to hurt you. I was only going to hurt you because I thought you got to hurt me. But I'm not. Um. Dandy... It's about to kick fuck at you. <laughs> but I won't let him. And another I'll... one of me appears. Uh, and all of them crack their knuckles. Alright, so all both of them. Both of them. <laughs> okay. I, I'm basically invoking duplicity and, and having a mirror version of myself. Is, there's, is this a thing that it's, you, it's, it's a spell? It's a uh, spell-like ability, yeah. Okay. Alright, uh, and what are you rolling on this? Because I think you've... You... Persuasion? We've Persuasion? swapped. Alright, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's my channel divinity. I create an illusion of myself that lasts Eleven. Time. Eleven. Uh, well, you're gonna get advantage because he just duplicated. <laughs> no, less than. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he's gonna look at me. Or he's gonna look at you and go, I, "I'm, I'm, I, I don't think you guys are actually torturers. So I don't, I don't think that you're really gonna do anything, right. even though this. All right, all right, all right. No, I'm, I'm just gonna. This one fell on his face when he came in the door. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm just. No. Do you want me to do it, or do you want do, uh, do you want to do this one? I could do it if you want me to do it. I mean, last time you did it, you killed him. So all right. So just so you guys are aware, there's a mechanic that I'm running right now, and every time you try to get something out of him, that's one fewer piece of information you're going to get cool. before you run out. So there was a certain number, and you guys have failed three times. So we're <laughs> we're, we're still going on. Our this. dice are loving us tonight. I I'm am. Gonna, I'm going to let you know when you have one shot left. I am straight up going to cast Charm Person on him as a third level spell. Okay. Which doesn't really matter, so I'll just charge him, uh, uh, cast it as a first level spell, because okay. it's just the one of them, and he must make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom save. You've got a plus two, so that's 15. My save is a fucking 14. Ugh. Sorry, Dan. Close. Oh, nothing is working out for us tonight. Not so much, no. 
So that's a fourth failure. What else do we have? All right. Look. 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 <laughs> I'm going to give you... I'm going... Oh! Let's make a trade. What do you want? <laughs> to be let go? All right. Now I can give that to you. I can give that to you! Mm-hmm. So, I will let you go if you tell me about the security features. It's that simple. Now, if you don't... He's going to roll insight. I want you to roll persuasion. Okay. All right. Um, but because I, you're... Okay, I was going to say, yeah. if you don't, I will kill you. Then that is intimidation that you're going to roll. Okay. Uh, unless, do you mean it? Are you going to kill him? No, I'm not going to kill him. All right. So you can choose intimidation or deception. I'm trying to deceive him right now. Okay, so you roll deception. I'm going to roll insight, and we'll see if I believe you or not. You just, can be just, just one, right? Just one. Motherfucker! I rolled a 12 in total. Uh, well, I can't see that die. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. No, he was straight up believes you. He, I rolled a 6 and got a 5. Yeah. So. Uh, 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 okay, all right. Uh, I can tell you this. Uh, when you when you go in the front door... Um, there are uh, there are th- are three security features. Right. Um, there's there's the, the keys for them. Right. What type of keys? Talk to me about the keys. Uh, everybody has different kinds because they're all different different keyholes and whatnot. But but it, it's not that complicated. There's just red, blue, and green. Red, blue, and green. Does everybody have red, blue, and green? Only some people have red, all, blue, all, and green. All, all the guards and the bank manager all have red, blue, and green. And yeah. where do I insert these keys? There are holes behind the counter. Come on, Cogs, tell me exactly where they are. <laughs> Just behind the counter, I don't holes know. Don't kill behind me. The counter. Right, anything else that I should know? The red one calls for help. Red one calls for help, so don't use the red one if I don't want help. Right, the blue one drops the anti-magic field so that the guards can use the wand. Blue? drop. So the entire bank is anti-magic. Just the just the public area. Just the lobby area. Blue anti-magic. Last one. Come on, Cogs. You're doing very well. Very well, Cogs. Green shuts down all the windows and doors with magical bars that can't be passed through or scribed. If through. I turn it on, it does that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be rolling insight on all of this. Shut down sure. lockdown. Yep. Um, I rolled a... Oh, I'm fucking really good. 25. Not only is he legit terrified, but Julia's showing a little bit of skin. And he, his eyes just keep darting down a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to, like, nudge Julia and do one of these. Open one more. One more button. All right. You're not subtle about it. And so he's going to say, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Cogs, you're doing very well. All right. And I will let you live. But I'm going to slap you about a bit before I let you go. Oh, right? you are like my ex-wife. Huh? Okay. So I'm just going to leave these two lovebirds to their <laughs> own you, and make my way out. Now you, you wee prick, are on the thinnest of thin ice. We still have a certain horny beast to take care of and not this one. Yeah, I'm t- about to take care of this one. How about we go me. take care of the other one and just leave him here? This is not over. Cogs. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell... The person outside to come in and get you in exactly seven minutes. All right? And I will let you go. Okay. Is there anything else that I should know before I leave? What do you want to know? You're at roll of persuasion. Remember, there are a certain number of rolls. Cogs, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay? Can I trust you, Cogs? Can I trust you with some very sensitive information? How sensitive? Something that might be illegal that I'm going to do. Oh. 
Cogs? Yeah. Are you on my side? I like the character choices you've made for this guy in the past five minutes. Cogs, are you on my side? Uh, it depends. What, what, what's happening? I'm going to rob that bank. Oh. And I will give you some of that money. Oh. And nobody will know that I've given it to you. And you can retire happy because you've been so helpful. Are you telling the truth? Yes. Roll persuasion. You've got him on your side, so you can have advantage on this if you'd like. Um, okay, I'll roll again, but I did just roll 19. So, let's so we'll go with the 19. Uh, it's uh, 20 in total. And, uh, okay, and he's going to say, then, then you may want to know a couple more things. Okay, get going. All right, each of you Sign now... Sign to me, little bard. Each of you now DMs. Tell us one thing that will be helpful for us to know about what's coming in the future. Because I don't know what's going on in the rest of the bank. So you each need to give me a hand on this. Um, so you don't have to be overly descriptive. Just one thing that someone who helped design security might know. I will tell you that the last group of people to try and rob the bank never left and are now involved in the security. Okay. Um, and I will say that the bank manager is a lover of fine art and hid the key to the vault room in some fine art. Do you know who the bank manager is? No. Okay, good. Thank God, because I do. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should have talked about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. All right, good. It's Cogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and he goes, seven minutes? Seven minutes. Seven minutes? And he's, and he's going to ask you if you've ever heard of the game Seven Minutes in Heaven that takes place in a closet. He's going to turn to the Dragonborn. Is, I'm, get I'm, get leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving too. Oh. We could have been great. But you're a pervert. So I'm going. Let's go. All right. So we leave to go. Mommy. And the moment you pass through the door, it's back to the green noise again. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we hop. How long has he been in there? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> This is what he does on weekends, man. <laughs> Just tied himself up. <laughs> tied himself to that chair. So so we're going to head over to a certain Minotaur. Or rather, to the bank to watch him leave his shift since it's midday. Okay. You guys are also going to have to go try on some suits at some point as well. Yeah. Which, which you're going to do. It's fine. Just, it got covered by the last group. And now now you're heading off to, uh, to go find this Minotaur? Yeah. How do you know where to look? We'll go to the bank and watch him leave. Okay. Like I, 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 I you're gonna trail him? I could cover the back entrance. You could cover the front. Or let's do you prefer it in the back? No, let's. Uh, um, let's let. I'm him never go. one to judge a lady. Let him go. Let's let him go, and then you go in as him. Say, oh, just reminded me. Did I update my address? Which address do you have on file? And that's where he lives. Or do we could just follow him? Oh, follow him. The following, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um. So front or back, you guys? I I. I'll grab the back. Okay. Grab the front. Of the bank. Yeah. To watch him leave because we know there's a quote unquote back entrance. All right. Sure. Yeah. How do we know? You guys don't know that. You, Ron and Per. Uh, oh. Perrin. Perrin Moore. Perrin then Moore. we will watch the front together. Sure. Okay. Well, I mean, if we're getting uh, our suits tested, we'll run into Ron and Perrin more then. Who will not be talking about a bank inside a crowded store. <coughs> okay, cool. Then we'll just watch the front. Watch the front. Okay. Um, and <clears throat> it, it hits about 
the middle of the afternoon, and suddenly you guys see this large red minotaur walk out wearing a guard uniform. He's got like a like a windbreaker over top of it. It's kind of half zipped up. He cracks his neck as he steps out and pulls out a bottle of um of crocodile aid and, and drinks from it. Oh and starts God. walking down. To, what? And starts walking down uh, the street. No, <laughs> you're in the audience. I'm pandering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm a, I'm a fan. But in displeasure. Blue Powerade, <laughs> and then every flavor of Gatorade. Yeah. And then the rest of the Powerade. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he starts walking down the street. I would like you guys to just simply make either deception or stealth, whichever is higher for you, you say to simply. trail him. You say I am simply. rolling. Uh, I am going to cast Pass Without a Trace before you roll the fucking dice. You I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace so that we can follow him. This gives us a uh, bonus on our stealth checks. So I got 21 without. It's plus 10, right? So It's, uh, it's plus 10. It's 31. Yeah. So 31 and you, um, Dandy. Dandy is going to roll a 5. So for 15 plus whatever your modifier is? Um, plus a stealth of 7. Okay, so that's still put 22. You guys are able to follow him. He doesn't live very far, uh, but he does kind of turn into the, the bad end of town. He doesn't make a whole lot of money on a guard salary. So uh, he goes home, and there is a, um, a, a sweet minotaur woman who greets him. Um, they've got a couple little minotaur babies. No. Yeah. Do they look cute like baby cows? Yeah, they do. They they, they run around. They have great, great big doe. Little nubs where the horns are going to grow in. What do they in. play with? Like, what's their toys? They, play uh, they make little cardboard mazes. And they run around. And go, I'm a minotaur. And they run around inside this. <laughs> like, the, like TV boxes? Yeah. Like duct taped together? Yeah. Dan. Yes. That's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. I agree. I don't even like kids. I think they're like self-inflicted injury, like sunburn. And he walks up, and, and they come they come bounding down. <laughs> That's offensive down. as shit. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's they, the most offensive thing I've ever said. They come bounding down the front steps, going, Daddy! And they wrap themselves around his, mm. his, his hooves. Well, that's his like feet. So they yeah. wrap this up. <laughs> so um, and and he he bends down and scoops them up. Uh, and you know they're twin girls. Oh. And uh, and he twin girls, up, Dad. And and uh, they're making what I want to do very very bad for me. <laughs> I, I am aware. And uh, and and he carries them inside. And you guys now know where he lives. Okay. Um, we're in like the bad area of town. It's. It's not. It's not quite the bad area of town. It's just not the good area of town. This is just low income, but it's not like there, there are no cars up on blocks. Look. Sorry, carriages up on blocks. So how about we just poison his food and he just doesn't come into work tomorrow? Oh I don't want to kill him. He's got kids. Well, no, no. Obviously, we'd kill everybody so that they can't tell. I'm not stupid. Um, I I kind of draw the line, the kids. Look, why don't you stay out here? I'll go in and do whatever I think is necessary to stop him coming into work. You, you don't think that blowing him up is going to cause a bit of a big scene? I'm not going to blow him up, am I? I honestly have no idea what you're going to do. Hmm... I'm upset that we didn't do an Irish Mafia last time, so, like, you, you ruined this for me now, Dan. Uh, look, I don't really have anything. Don't want to break his knees Aren't you hammer. a wizard? What did you prep? Just, like, well, it may, like, I can't, I oh, can't My tell. spell selection has been terrible for all of us. I mean, I'm I like, could. I was clearly expecting a fight. Okay. I could kill him. 
Does he wear glasses or anything? Or... No, he no, he doesn't. I Colin's invisibility list. Regardless, I um Dandy is a skilled um con man in the sense where he takes over people's personas. Um and he is very skilled at doing this, but he needs to observe them for a while. So how about we just try to sell him something at the front door? Draw him to the front door. Yeah. I take him out, take his place for the night with his family, and I'll just be the guy in the morning. Dan is just desperate to move in with his family <laughs> now. <laughs> Can I ask you something that I think needs to be asked? Are you going to try and shag his wife? I can neither confirm nor deny that I will shag the, the, the Minotaur's wife. <laughs> These are questions that only ever get asked in D&D, and those answers... You should be aware that she's a little beefy. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. No, all he's got to do is just come to the door, and then we just go to fucking. What weapons do you have? Oh, uh, that's a very, very good question. Um, Warhammer, a crossbow, and a mace. Just take a mace. To like I got a hammer. Let's just take a mace to his kneecap. Hammer to his kneecap. Just kneecap, and then he kind of want to work at the front door. Well, yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. Then we just leave, don't we? I mean, then he'll call work and let them know that he got kneecapped and can't come in. And then I'll show up. Okay, I'm going to say something as Terry. And I don't know if it's a plan that you're going to go with. We could... I can't believe it. I've got to say it. We could kneecap him. And then threaten to kill his kids if he tells anyone. I'm just saying, Dan, we got to move on with the game. Because it's literally like two and a half hours later because we're flip-flopping. Yes. Yeah. Um, we haven't gotten to the bank yet for the bank heist. Yeah, I know. We don't actually have to kill his kids. We just have to make him believe that Okay, we're fine. Ready. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay. Oh, all right, let's go. I'm going to make myself look like a poor, a little bit more destitute minotaur. Okay. Um, but in a really cheesy suit that's not fitting. Well. Car salesman. Car salesman. I'm just going to produce a balaclava that I've had this whole time. Yeah, all right. Yep. And I'm going to walk over and knock on the door. And the the wife is going to come and open it up and go. Hello. <laughs> oh, shit. Hello, hello, ma'am. Is the man of the house home? Fucking <laughs> balaclava. Um. I'm here selling fine hats and hoods. <laughs> okay, um, we don't really, we don't really have any need for Septifan. Can you come out here for a moment, please? Thank you. And she's gonna step back, and she's got like the kids peeking around her hip, right? <laughs> Dad, you just, really just, just like same height as, as Julia. Sorry. And then the, the Minotaur's Sorry, gonna, gonna come over. He's taking off the guard uniform. He's wearing kind of like a white wife beater, right? <laughs> like it's his day off. He's got a beer in his hand, and he steps forward and, and he goes, well, "What can I do for you?" Okay, good. No, <laughs> I, I, I put my hand on his chest and cast guiding bolt. Okay, at second level. I'm gonna, that's gonna, I'm gonna, magic, I'm gonna magic missile his kneecap. Uh, <laughs> all right, roll the hit. You don't have to roll here. Roll damage, Terry. Oh, shit. The bed. Um, that is a 
15 to hit. Yeah, you hit. He's not wearing any armor. He took all of his stuff off. So so you hit him square in the chest with Guiding Bolt. Um, what's that? Oh, of course you have the bottom one down the top one. Seven, nine. Nine plus one each, right? One for each missile? Yeah. So where are you shooting him? In the kneecap. In the kneecap? All right, so 12. that's 12 to the kneecap. And, and 16 to his chest. <laughs> All right, you just, like, he hits the back wall. The wife screams. One of the kids just, like, eyes roll back white and faint, and the other one cries. Just sits on her little We're terrible people. And cries. <laughs> he hits the back wall, shattering a portrait of his mother. <laughs> and he lands on the ground. <clears throat> his leg is at just the wrong angle to the side. Now, um, just like it, it's fine, but the knee is obviously <laughs> shattered. Um, and uh, and the wife just screams, as, We don't have any money! Oh my god! and tries to close the door. Self defense! No! So we close the door. Right? You're gonna have to hit her. You're bigger than me. You're gonna have to hit her, Dad. Dad, you're gonna have to hit her. I straight up breathe fire on her. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Is a deck save, right? Uh, yep. All right. Well, she's right. So she's gonna have disadvantage. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, you hit her. Wait, let's roll damage. I roll. I rolled a four. We're, we're sixth level, right? Yep. Sixth level. Yep. Um. So this is three d six fire damage in a straight beam. Yep. <laughs> Which is uh nine fire damage. And, and she she goes down and, and you hit the one on the, the the kid that's still conscious. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and she falls down to make death saves. <laughs> She's making death saves. The, the, this this minotaur guard crawling across the ground. Go no no! Knock him out! Knock him out! Knock him out! <laughs> we broke <him>, Terry. <laughs> This is like a terrible Guy Ritchie movie right now. <laughs> so he's sitting there going, What do you want from us? Tell me what tomorrow and you fucking dead. <laughs> just fucking book it. So we're in the bell of lava, right out over the street, turn left, and down the sidewalk. <laughs> and, uh, and have a nice day! And I close the door and go invisible and chase after. This is the right. best thing. What's your passive perception as you go? My passive perception as I go um, is a 18. Is an 18? You would you would actually hear as as um, she kind of comes to a little bit. You, you're sitting there holding her. And she comes to and she looks at him and goes, Septifan, you've broken your leg. I'll have to put you down. <laughs> oh, fuck. So this has been an unmitigated success. We're not even at the bank yet. <laughs> We're not even at the bank. Okay. Oh All right. God. You guys meet back at the <laughs> Earl of Clubs that night. Jesus. Everyone wearing a suit, uh, although um, uh, Perrin, Perrin Moore. Uh, yeah, it's so hard to remember. Uh, Perrin Moore, um, it, as of, he doesn't quite fit his, <laughs> right? Um, the scouting um, uh, went moderately well. Kind of. <laughs> the uh, crippling of the Minotaur Guard, keeping him from showing the torch, will definitely happen. Um, you guys have learned some details about the bank. And, yep. and Dan. Uh, and, and, and Dan <laughs> the and Dan's where to go to. Yep. Uh, there have been Told some story. There have been some magic items that have been procured as well. There was a portable hole. 
Someone want to write this down? I'm writing it down right now. Oh, shit. There was a portable hole. Two healing potions. Two times healing. A hand crossbow with a grappling hook attachment. Nice. Which will return to the hand crossbow in one minute after being fired. And there's um, 50, foot of, 50 feet of rope attached to it as well. Okay. And um, a couple of wristbands. And uh, they say that, uh, that they got these, these wristbands um, from a, a strange old man, a, a gnome, who was in here earlier. He was actually looking for Julia. And he said that, um, that because of the security here or at, at, at the uh, depot, they will only allow two people at a time to accompany the bank manager. Right, and so if you come with a party larger than two people, the wristbands actually oh, uh, they operate as uh, little pocket dimensions, which are just waiting rooms, where people can sit there and sip coffee and and drink water, <coughs> Sorry. Um, and and listen to to music, and it's the pleasant little waiting rooms. But you sit there and, and you can have up to three people in each wristband. Mm. So uh, th- this this gnome. Who came up? He said his name is Cogs, and that he has a date with Julia in forty-eight hours. Does he fuck? Um, yep. Yeah, I'm sure he does. In his head. Uh, so, uh, but he got these as well. So, as much as it's it's good that we're all wearing the suits, and we will need them to get through the anti-magic field. Once we're on the other side, we need the wristbands. Right. As soon as that that field comes down, we need to pop in two at a time. All right, well. So, what's the plan? Okay. Well, clearly we need to get to the bank first. So, probably should have you, uh, uh, Paramore? Yes. You can become a, a Minotaur, right? No, Dandy. Yes. Dandy? Yeah. You, we, you need to go first. Okay, yeah. And I guess... And, and 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 I'm sorry, but how are you going first? Oh, I I'll look like the Minotaur guard. How? I change my shape into doing it. With what? Oh, magic. Um. Oh shit. That's okay. I I'm I can make a disguise. I can make a disguise. Right, okay. Well, I'll go back and I tell Mr. and Mrs. Minotaur that we didn't get fucking crumple him in front of his kids. <laughs> well, we still need it, too, because I'll make a disguise to look like him. I'm still a big oh, freaking guy. okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. And I can make a disguise to look like Robert Downey Jr., but I'm not going to look like Robert Downey Jr. I'm a dad. I'm a... I, I could do this. I could do this. Fuck, you know... The changeling just sits there and watches you guys talk about this. Changeling? Uh, yeah, the guy that showed up as a fat human and turned into a half-elf. Or he could do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, can you do it? He's nods. We need you, P. Everyone needs me. Oh, I don't like you. <laughs> I don't like you. At all. Um... And, I mean, I should probably go because I'm very powerful. Probably the smartest one here, just saying. And I guess I'll go, too. Just to keep an eye on you, of course. Well, everybody has to walk in the front door. Okay. 
together. Okay. Uh, are we going in and fucking shut up, get down your pricks, I'll fucking gut you. Are we doing that? Because or... I'm, I'm all for it. Well, I have a feeling that uh, from our couple days of adventure, we have pretty much decided that this isn't going to be uh, something we stealth in. We should definitely go in Guns of Blazing. Fucking right. But we should shut down the anti-magic field before we do that. Right. Well, that's with the keys. And uh, they're behind the desk. And, uh... So we need to get someone behind the desk first. The changer just raises his hand. Says, keys. Yeah, I mean, probably okay. give it to him. Yeah. yeah, he holds his hand out and he takes them. And he turns into a minotaur. And says... Is this red? You, you turn, red, and he turns red. You turn into the minotaur that he's supposed to look like this. And he stops and he looks at you for a minute. He goes, "Turn, look, look left, look right, look up, do a jig." No, <laughs> no, okay. do it, do it. Uh, okay. However, I, I will then, then immediately turn, and, and I and then I will speak, and it will be a perfect uh, um, recreation of his voice as well. He was going to say. I have that covered. It's it's all right. I, I know you guys. Need, you need me to do this. I have you're fine. Then he's just gonna like get up and walk away. And he goes, "I'll uh, <clears throat> I'll peek my head out at what time?" I mean, earlier is better, right? Well, he's asking the two people that were scouting the patrols what time. Oh, they want the anti magic field to go. And it was. Did you catch the time? Um, Paramore. It was at. We have a 53-minute window. So, wait 10 minutes after opening. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'll stick my head out. You'll see the Minotaur. And I'll... And then, come on in. Okay. The group of you. Right. So... Let's get some okay. shut-eye. We're right. a fucking bag tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anything else you'd like to do overnight? Nope. Spells are good. Okay. Um, the first person that shows up there is Vash. She's going to be already standing there as if she's been here all night, wearing this beautiful dress, just just in the alleyway across from the bank, as far back as she can get, just kind of staring off slightly above the bank and just waiting. Um, Head tilted to the side. I guess Julia would get there pretty soon because she's not... Uh, Paramore would get there next. Okay. He's, yep. he's early. Okay. Who's next? Julia's smart enough to get there on time, so she'd go... Um, and, uh, after that? Ron is probably going to be last. Yeah, Dandy would definitely be next. Okay. Ron will still be eating his Egg McMuffin on the way there. All right, and there's going to be a raven that comes down and drop a little note. It's going to say, Ivan! And then take off again. Pull it out and read it. And, uh, and it's going to say, I also told you guys to deal with the gang leaders. But apparently I've got to do everything myself. So I'll be creating a distraction across town. And and he says, about five minutes before opening, you will hear an explosion. That will be me. And just as you finish reading this, there is a loud, distant explosion. And three buildings start crumbling to the ground. So go now? Uh, No, I mean, we we still have to wait until he lets us in. Still wait, that's right, yeah. You can hear people out in the street kind of like (laughs) calling out and and running down the street. And... uh, and then you, as you're sitting there watching, a red minotaur climbs the steps and enters the bank. Oh, that's him. That's he's over there. Look, 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 look. I saw him. 
And we wait 10 minutes. Well, you wait about 10 minutes and nothing happens. And nothing happens. And nothing happens. How long are you willing to wait? How long's it been? How long, how, what time have you got? What time have you got? Well, he showed up before the bank opened and ran up the steps. Yeah. And went in. Yeah. And then... How long are you willing to wait? Uh, we'll give him another 10 minutes. And if he doesn't pop his head out, we'll go in. Okay. Um, I just rolled two D10s to find out. Okay. It, the total was not less than 10, so he did not come out. Okay. We go up. Fuck this. We got to go. <coughs> Let's go in. Old school. All right, the five of you walking slow motion down the alley, all dressed up like badass. <laughs> there's, there's white doves going off in the background as, as the Guy Ritchie music starts to kick in, right? Uh, and then as you start to climb the stairs, the door opens and the Minotaur looks out at the alley and then looks down and sees the five of you coming and goes, oh my God, you just can't fucking wait. Okay, fine. And then turns around and walks back in. Diamonds are crackle. So okay. Inside the bank, there are two tellers. And the bank manager. There's nobody else in here. It's too early in the morning. There's nobody sitting there waiting to deposit their magical items at the crack of dawn. Uh, but you do see that there uh, is a Triton female and an androgynous elf. And the bank manager is sitting there. Um, uh, he's a dwarf with a large black beard and a bald spot on the back of his head. Um, there are three other guards there. A Loxodon, which you had seen before. Julia, uh, the Grung, and a bugbear. Uh, each of them seem to have their own weapons, and they're all standing there. And each of them has a wand on their hip as well. Uh, and it seems to be business as usual. The bugbear is sitting there talking to the Triton female, who seems to be flirting a little bit. Um, the elf is working on some paperwork as the dwarf uh, is telling this huge story to the Loxodon um, about his glory days out in the battlefields. Um, and uh, and the Grung just is kind of whistling to himself, keeping himself busy. Okay. And you're the first customers that come in. And uh, the dwarf snaps his fingers, and everybody kind of gets back to attention and takes their posts. Okay. Um, Paramore is going to stand by the door and kind of keep the door. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, uh, Vash is, is going to whisper over in, in your, um, honey, it's fine. I can see them before they enter. Okay. And he's going to make his way up the stairs slowly then. Okay. What would you guys like to do? We're just going straight to it. Yep. Yeah. I'll hop up on the counter. I have a smaller quarter stuff, obviously, because I'm smaller. I'm just going to hold it as though it was like a shotgun. Yep. And just... Because we've got to make an impression straight away. There's two bank tellers, right? Um, I'm going to try to, like, spark magic in my fingers while we do that. Is it is the anti-magic field up? No, it's down. Okay. I would like a stealth from you because you're sparking magic. Oh, wait. Okay. This will be Dandelion. Or Dandy. A stealth? Yep. Actually... Well, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll call it a stealth. 20. 20? <coughs> You're good. Uh, is there a counter before the main counter? Like a, uh, yeah, they have they have a counter that's actually like halfling size, mm -hmm. and, and then another one that's... that's I'll hop up on the halfling counter. There's a, The, the uh, elf is sitting there, and they're just um, mining. They, they look up at you and go, it's not for standing. Yeah. I want to pump three magic missiles straight into the teller on the left-hand side. Okay. <laughs> I that's the Triton woman. 
Yeah, I want to get their attention. All right, let's do it. Let's roll damage. Two, two, so four, five, so eight. Eight damage. You catch her solidly in the... What are you aiming for? Um, Just right in the center of mass in her chest. Okay, right in her chest. You catch her right in the chest. It topples a chair. She goes down. She cries out. And the bugbear snaps his head around and goes, Magic! Everybody get the fuck down! Intimidation with advantage. Too bad, it's not too bad, it's not too bad. It's 17. 17? Okay, uh, you see the uh, the elf just drop in sort of the dwarf. The two of them hit the deck. The grung hits the deck as well, but the bugbear is enraged, and the loxodon stops and looks at you and glances at the minotaur and nods at the minotaur and says, we can do it. Okay, uh, my... Yep. Okay. Um, I'm I'm going to uh, this will this will be uh, dandy. Uh, puts his hands up and says uh, specifically to the locks on it. I think um, he's just going to walk over and kind of place his hand on the loxodon or near like towards the loxodon and just be like, listen, listen, you don't want to be getting into a fight with us. Just. Sit down. Everything will be all right. No one has to get hurt. Whoa! The bugbear charges. I was char. I was charging. Uh, sorry, charm personing the locks on. All right, you can get it off. The bugbear is charging, and we're rolling initiative. So okay. let's do charm person. Oh wait, oh. charm person is you. It's a save, right? Yeah. What did I roll there? Fourteen. Fourteen, uh, and this is a wisdom. Yeah, on the locks on. Uh, he's got a seventeen. Okay, he succeeds. Okay, your charm person hasn't helped yet. Nope. Um, uh, and roll initiative. Oh, shit, the bed. I'm going to start hitting that corner over there. Uh, Vash is going to stand back at the door and not join initiative. Okay. As the lookout. Um, and uh, you guys can see that, um, that the changeling, as the minotaur, is sitting there brandishing a mace and just kind of like waiting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And so you guys are going to get an opportunity. Uh, do we get 25 to 20? Nope. No. Okay. Uh, that means that we have the bugbear going first. Uh, do we have 15 to, to 20? Nope. Oh, no. Do we have 10 to 15? 14. Uh, who, was, who got the 14? Me. Yeah, but who got oh, the 14? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Terry. Uh, that was uh, Julia. Okay. I didn't roll for Ron yet. Who got the... Uh, 12? 12 was, Dan- was Dandy. All right. And Perrin Moore got a 7. Uh, and the Loxodon is going last. Wrong at 12. Okay. Well, actually, that works out. Ron, Perrin, Perrin Moore, and the Loxodon. All right. The Bugbear is going to charge at uh, at Julia, who just shot mm-hmm. um, the staff. And he's going to get about 10 feet from you and reach out with his long-ass arms. And he's going to pull out a uh, long sword, and he's going to swipe at you with it. Shit. Uh, and he is going to roll a 14 to hit. Shit, is my armor class 10? You are a wizard, my friend. <laughs> um, uh, well, then I will cast shield. Okay. And so that takes up my armor class of 15. All right. That's him. Okay, so Julie, it's your turn. 
That, that was your reaction. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Wait. There's a lot of things happened all at once for me. Uh, then I will cast... Um, he, what does he have in his hand? He's got a longsword. And uh, I'll cast Catapult on the longsword. Okay. So I'm going to f- fl- throw it off. Um, now, is there any roll that happens with this, or are you just flinging as you see fit? Um, I'm pretty sure if you just fling it, because it's a weapon, let me just check. We've got Dandy coming up next. Mm-hmm. One object weighing one to five pounds. Yeah. In range, isn't being worn. She's okay. I'm going to say that a longsword weighs more than five pounds. Okay. Then instead. A long sword should weigh over 10 pounds. This thing is meant to cut through armor. Okay. Um, then instead I'll cast uh, Invisibility. Volume Terry. Uh, I'll cast Invisibility. Okay. And I will just jump off down the other side of the counter. And just I'll just lie down. I'll go prone. Okay, you're directly beside this elf. Who is on his... You're on, on the other side of the counter. Yeah. yeah on, on their stomach. Yeah, I'm going to lie down next to them. Okay. Invisible. Uh, give me stealth. And I'm going to do a uh, perception. Oh, uh, I rolled a two. I got 23. Okay, yeah, absolutely. You land down there and nobody knows where you went. Okay. And you hear the bugbear go, Magic! Run. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Dandy. Dandy. Uh, Dandy's going to look around and be like, Hey, we're doing this then. And uh, produces, with a bonus action, a... Uh, um, a swirling uh, flail in the middle of the air with its three heads spinning around. And uh, he swings this uh, spiritual weapon of uh, Yanogu, who is his god, at... Good lord, yep. Uh, um, at uh, the bugbear. Okay. Uh, that is a 16 to hit. That'll hit, yep, absolutely. Okay. He's going to do 2d8 plus 3 damage on us. Uh, that'll be eight damage to the bugbear. Okay. And then he will, uh, with his other hand, uh, throw it forward and call forth the flames of hell, um, and the abyss, uh, to cast a sacred flame that erupts around him. Um, he makes a dexterity saving throw. He's got a plus two. Uh, so it's a total of six. He's going to do it. Um, and he's going to take another 2d8 damage. Okay. Uh, oh, that's a d4, Dan. Not a d8. There we go. Doesn't matter. Roll the same thing, anyways. That is six fire da- or six radiant damage. Six radiant. So that's a total of fourteen damage to him. So the bugbear t- gets smoked in the chest by the spiritual weapon. This flail just bump, bump right into the chest, and he gets a little bit winded by it. And as he like crumples up just a little bit, suddenly he engulfs in some flames. And you guys can smell burning hair in here now. Ron. Uh... Ron will yell, fuck you, Tyler! And I will run. <laughs> I will run at the bugbear and I will swing with my warhammer. Alright. Him. So, and I'm going to try not to take it around the corner this time. Ooh, hopefully, I can hit him. It's 14 to. That hit. hits. Oh, that is his AC. Whew. Uh, okay, I got 1d8 plus 2. So, um, that's 5 points of bludgeoning damage. Is there any extra damage for Rage? When you Rage, yeah, you get... Uh, no, plus two. Plus two. So, seven points. So, another seven. All right. He And you... Where'd you hit him? Uh, in the... Well, be like the side of the ribs. I'm swinging around. This guy's having a bad day. <laughs> his, his crush just got murdered by a magic missile, and he ran forward and has been um, beaten consistently. Like, in just everybody's focusing all their attention on this poor bastard. Mm-hmm. Um... 
Paramore. Paramore is uh, um, going to uh, nod that this is happening, and he looks over at the uh, Loxodon, who's... What's the Loxodon wielding as a uh, weapon? He has got uh, a great axe and a wand. Okay, the great axe starts to Oh, sorry. Heat. Adam, add one to that damage. All right. I messed my modifier up, sorry. Okay. He's going to heat the great axe in his hand. Um, so he is just straight up going to do uh, 3d8 fire damage to him, and Ooh. the... And he'll drop the axe. Yeah. Which is going to be 14 points of fire damage. All right, and he has dropped the axe. Okay, and then as a bonus action, Paranmore is going to... Uh, um, No one in here has taken any damage other than us, right? So, yeah, no, that, that'll be his entire turn. That's Paramore's entire turn. Okay. Um, with the Loxodon runs forward, and uh, uh, he pulls out his wand, and he aims for, for Paramore and lets off a magic missile at second level. Okay. Which is 44 plus 4. Okay. For a total of... I rolled roll max fours. damage. I rolled max damage. That is 20 points. 20 points of force damage. Paramore is unconscious. Oh, Paramore is down? Paramore goes down. Um, and uh, and that is what he is going to do on his turn. Which brings us to the bugbear, who is going to uh, pull out... Now, his longsword went... F- no, did not go flying. So he's going to pull out uh, his wand of Eldritch Blast. And screw magic! And aim at Paramore as well. Damn. Uh, and he will have disadvantage. Disadvantage. What did I roll? A two. I see at least a two and a one. That, no, that's a nine. That's a nine. All right. So, uh, so he rolled a two plus six, eight. No, that's not going to do it. Okay. It it right off uh, Paramore's shell. Ding. Um, and uh, you are going to hear him uh, turn to the Minotaur. And say, uh, Septifan, join the fight! And, uh, meanwhile, Vash, Vash in the back goes, Um, I don't think that's going to happen, love. And if the turtle dies, that's more for the rest of us, right? Okay, it is Julia's turn. Oh, shit. (laughs) Dandy can't hear her over, like, the din of combat that he's standing in the middle with, like, flames and shit flying around him. Uh, Julia is invisible and hidden behind the counter, and so we'll take the hide action. So, stealth again? Yep. Oh, that's good, though. That's 18 plus 21. All right, can I get, uh, what's your passive perception on Julia? 12. Twelve. You no, nine. Nine. Uh, you are sitting there looking at this elf, and at the end of your turn, so because you rolled low, you can see that there are three keyholes directly above you. Okay. Uh, one of them is green. One of them is blue, and the other one is just there's it. They seem to be glowing with these colors. The last one's not glowing at all. Okay. 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 That's good. That's good. That's good. Okay. Whose turn is it? Um, it is Dandy's turn. Dandy. So the bugbear's still up? Yep. Thwomp him again. 
Gonna hit him with a spiritual weapon once more. That is a 17 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. That is going to do a lovely 3D, uh, sorry, 2D8 plus 3 points of damage. Yep. Um, Which is going to be uh, 13 points of damage. 13? Okay. How would you like to do it? Um, just straight across the gourd with it, like knock him out, Oof, yep. shut him up, and like Dandy's even gonna be like, ah, shut your gourd, and hit him. Yep, Danny goes. All right, sounds good. Anything else you'd like to do? Um, I mean, there's the locks it on too, right? Yep. Um, that is a bonus action to do that. So, um, with a, a third level spell, well, let's try to conserve that with a second level spell slot. Um, he will throw a guiding bolt at the Loxodon. Okay. That is a uh, 22 to hit. That hits. It's 5d6 damage. Okay. It's uh, 15 plus 3 is 18. Okay. Uh, 18 points of damage to the Loxodon. Who starts to glow. Who starts to glow. Um, oh, he's in rough shape. That is Ron's turn. Uh, Ron will continue attacking the bugbear. Um, so I'm no, the bugbear is dead. Uh, then I will make that's right. Then I'll make my way towards the Loxodon. Okay, and I will attack him. Okay, so mm, it's probably not gonna. I think it's a, it is a ten to hit. Yep, that's not that's gonna miss. Uh, but I will do a frenzied attack, a second attack, which is even worse. I will miss. I'm. Quite, I'm not used to being this angry. <laughs> I don't know how to handle it. All right. Uh, I need a death save for Paramour. Yep. He passes. Okay. Um, and uh, then the Grung is going to... No, I'm sorry. The Loxodon uh, is going to uh, try to take out Ron. Oh, shit. Click what did I roll there? Five. Nope. I'm assuming that your that Ron has got some uh, some AC. Uh, his AC is fifteen. Yeah. There's no way he's gonna hit. Okay. It's good. Um, <laughs> you look like you're thinking. Did you just attack the Loxodon with uh, Ron? Yeah. You would have had advantage on the first shot. Okay. Well, so I, I well, passed it. So yeah, you missed both times anyway. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Still. <Okay>. <laughs> uh, the grung. Uh, the grung stands up and says no. And starts to float. His eyes turn black and he's in his skin turns black. And you can see shadow roiling off of him like smoke. And he points his finger at uh, Terrence Daniels, the <laughs> Minotaur. Um, and uh, he's going to say, Deceiver! <laughs> and cast Disintegrate. No! Yeah. Yeah. Um, the creature targeted by the spell must make a dexterity saving throw. Fortunately, he's a swashbuckler, so he has a plus five. Swashbuckling oh. Minotaur. 22. Against the Grung, who is a 12th level spellcaster. Pardon? Yeah. Nope. 22 is not it. I think I just murdered my own character. How'd I do on that? That's a 10d6. Lot. That is uh, 6, 8, 9, 13, uh, 20, 25. Yeah. Yep. And I just, just 
The Minotaur disintegrates. As he disintegrates, he actually turns white. And his eyes turn white and his hair turns shock white. And he gets an almost alien look to him. And he starts to scream as his molecules just evaporate into air. Um, the scream is loud and haunting. And the only noise in the room as he... Um, it, it, it sounds like a... Like, um, a, a sparks going off when you hit a log and just psh, and sparks go and he disappears and then suddenly you hear Vash say I knew that was going to happen <laughs> oh, fuck. say something Vash huh? be a bit vocal who says that um, that was just Terry I've been thoroughly enjoying the game alright uh, and she says then no, she's gonna to turn to Ron. She's gonna say she's talking to Terry. Where's the never-ending story? Yeah, no, and, and and then you should be careful, and you will get one d8 of bardic inspiration, Ron. Oh, oh, splendid. Okay, that brings us back to um, the top. We've got well, everybody's dead. <laughs> Who's left alive? Uh, yeah. We've got uh, the Loxodon is still left alive, and that is Julia. Um, how's that Loxodon looking? Pretty fucking beat up. He is? Okay. Yeah. Then I will pop up the elf that's next to me. Yeah. Who doesn't know that you're there. It's just a bank teller, hey? Just a bank teller, as far as you can tell. There's one more bank teller, right? Well, the Triton got murdered by the magic missile. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's the elf. Okay. And then what? And then the dwarf is just gone? Uh, yeah. No, the dwarf hit the deck as well. I'll okay. pump three dots of magic missile into that elf, which is next to me. All right, yep. <laughs> You're, this drops your invisibility. Yep. Cast okay. a spell. Uh, five, six, so nine points of force damage. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, at point blank range, uh, and the elf's head just explodes under the desk. And beside her now is, or beside them now is, uh, is Julia. What else would you like to do? I'll stay laid down. All right. Yeah. There's just a lot of... <laughs> and then blood starts pooling out from under the desk. <laughs> Dandy. Uh, so... The Loxodon is standing and there is a dwarf that is cowering. Okay. Um, and, and a grung that is floating, covered in black. Yep. Um, what is the... Uh, the floor is made of stone, I'm assuming? Uh, marble. Marble? Okay. Um, seeing him float up, uh, this is going to be no bueno for uh, Dandy, and he's going to hit the Grung with a third level Guiding Bolt. <laughs> Alright, do it. Um, probably not. Son of a crap. That is ten to hit. That does not hit. All right. And then... Cross off the spell slot? Yeah, I did. And then... Cool. Uh, he will use the... Um, flail, the spiritual flail weapon. Spell, yep. yeah, to attack. Which is going to do a 15 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. Uh, that's, that's on the Loxodon? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Trying to wrap that. Oh, how do you want to do it? You just rolled 10. I don't even see your modifiers. Yeah. Uh, again, it, it take him out from the knee and just pull him out. Okay. And down he goes with a loud trumpet. And then uh, Dandy is going to uh, try to find cover somewhere from the 
spinning ball of death that just disintegrated the dude? Sure. Um, so just move behind a, uh, like, kiosk or a desk or something if there's something there. Okay. Run. The only thing left that is that is obviously hostile is this grung that is floating there, mm-hmm. spewing shadow and and uh, and smoke from him. <laughs> what would you like to do? I'm gonna run. Yep. I'm gonna dive over the counter. Yep. And I'm gonna bravely hurl a hand axe at him. Okay. <laughs> um, I gotta try and cause some damage yep, yep. here, but also hide. Oh shit! Everything around this grung is just no, like don't we worry, are. I've got this bardic inspiration. Can I see? That was a one you just rolled. Shut on up. your D eight. Fucking hell! So twelve to hit. Twelve hits. It does. Twelve. Oh hits. good. Oh good. It's all right, isn't it? Uh, Until you get disintegrated again next turn. <laughs> four seven is rage damage just on melee attacks. Yes, it is. Uh, so uh, seven points of. Uh, Slashing damage. Okay, where are you aiming? It's probably center of mass chest, yeah. Okay, it, it hits, and it kind of lodges in his shoulder, and then he drops his ground, immediately returning back to his original form, and goes, Ow! Ow! Oh, uh, and I, I, it is uh, another death save for Paranmore. Oh, I'll lie down. Fail. Uh, did we fail the first one, too? No. No, okay, so we're one 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 I'm lying down. Okay. Um, and then the grung goes, Oh, fuck! And dives, like, jumps 15 feet in the air behind the counter and disappears from view. Uh, Other than Julia, who's back there. Mm, yes. Yeah. Well, and, Julia's, Julia's cowering underneath the desk. Okay. Aren't we all behind the same counter now? You said you jump behind the desk. Oh. And my counter, but sorry, put me behind the desk. All right. Still okay, so that brings us to Julia's turn. You heard a thump, like, 10 feet. From around the corner. Right. Um, like it sounded like it was around the corner a little bit. Yep. Oh, shit. I'm going to stand up. Okay, um, you don't. your head doesn't even reach the bottom of the desk. Oh, why am I that down? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. You're not used to playing gnomes, my friend. I know. I'm not used to clicking between characters either, so I keep looking going, where's my spells? I'm still on wrong. I will... Get one killed. It's really helpful. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm just going to... Um, oh, the bank manager's there? Yep. Um, I'm going to... He'll have seen the magic missile going to the person next to me. Hey? Oh, he saw her head explode and then... A, and then sorry, their head explode and then a gnome. I'm going to ready... In fact, I'm going to fire a magic missile off by his feet and then say... Is it the vault, which is right there? No. Oh, well, there are, there are a couple of doors behind them. I would say, open the fucking door! Open the fucking door! That's it. Um, okay, roll intimidation. You're going to have advantage. Fifteen, hey? Sixteen. Sixteen? Uh, he kind of freezes, and you're not quite sure what he's going to do. Dandy! Uh, the grung is hopped behind the counter. That's right. All right. Uh, Dandy is going to run over there behind the counter. Yep. Um, like hop over it himself. Um, do I see the grung? Yeah, the grung is like five feet from you. Just right there. Just cowering. Cowering? Yeah, five feet away. You have, uh, 
You are. I straight up roll fire onto him. Okay, you have advantage to hit on it, this. It's it's uh, dexterity saving. Oh, dexterity save, right? That's a net twenty. So he's going to take half damage. Yep. Three d six. Yep. The loxodon is still up, right? No, I no. took the loxodon down. Um, that is ten. So he takes five. And he uh, his eyes roll back <laughs> and falls over dead. Big powerful caster, not a lot of hit points. Glass cannon. <clears throat> All right, cool. Um, who is left standing that is a bank employee? Uh, none of them, but there is a dwarf that is lying down. The manager? Yes. I give him a thwomp with the uh, uh, flail. Okay. No Just thwomp, thwomp. Okay. Uh, no, not non-lethally so. Just thwomp, thwomp. Non-lethally. Uh, okay. No, I don't. He is prone, so you would have advantage on this roll. Probably hit him with a 22. Yes, you do. Absolutely. Let's roll damage. Oh, that would hurt so much if you rolled a... F- uh, 14 damage. 14 damage. He's never walking again. <laughs> you smash it he, into his he, back. He cries out and says, Fine, I'll open it! Fuck. Okay. That's his entire turn. Okay. Um, do you guys want to stay in initiative? We don't need to. We don't really need to if he's the last one. Okay. Uh, so what do you do? Uh, um, I point over to the door and make sure someone is watching the door. Vash is still, Vash is still standing by the standing door. Standing there, but she's looking at, looking at the ceiling. Vash, you tell us if something's going to happen. Yeah. Vash, what? are you with me? Yeah. Fucking space cadet over there. Um, I'm gonna run over to. Uh, I would like another death save from Paramore. Pass. That's, that's a pass. Yeah, I'm gonna run over to Paramore as Dandy and heal. Like, sure. just drop a drop a heal. Actually, wait one minute. I am a cleric who did not prep cure wounds, so I'm not going to do that. Good job. Paramore was my healer. That, well, there we go. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, uh, just run over to him and try to medicine him to stabilize. Medicine check to stabilize. He won't oh, wait, 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 wait. We have healing potions. He, we have healing potions, but there's the whole if we kill him, we get more loot thing, right? That's correct. Uh, Dandy straight up stomps on his head. Roll an attack. You have advantage. He's prone. Uh, 20. That'll, that'll yeah. hit. Yep. Yeah. So that's two death saves down and two successes. That means he's dead. Two death saves? Uh, isn't it a crit if you hit with a melee uh, right next when no. there are death saves? No. Doesn't count as two negatives? No. Okay. Then, yeah. Then it's one negative yeah. to him. Cool. All right. So that's one and one. Anybody else want to get in on this stomping the turtle before the turtle gets his last death save? <laughs> I'm not going to get in on that. Um, I'm going to be working on the manager opening the door. Okay. Um, Vash is going to just glide over as if she's not even stepping. Like, she's floating. You can see her little feet moving inside the sheer dress. She's going to glide over and pull out a very thin, long rapier and just poke it into um, Paramore's ear. And then put the palm, the butt of her other hand, and push it that extra inch. There's a little resistance, and then suddenly... Vash! Why did you kill him? He would have double-crossed us. I've seen it. All right, real quick. What else have you seen that involves me? Nothing good. 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> Holy Christ. Should I leave? <laughs> Should I go home? Is that what you're supposed to do? Oh, my God. Right? What's, All right. What's the bank manager? You. What? What's your name? Uh, Mr. Corpounder. Right, I'm not going to call you Mr. Corpounder, am I? Because I'm robbing your fucking bank. So what's your first name? My name is Mr. Corpounder. You can call me Mr. Corpounder. What are you going to do? Murder all my employees and threaten to kill me? I'm just going to punch him in the face. That's all right. Like, roll the hit. I guess the answer to this one is yes. He's a D20. Dan hoards the D20s. He's got his own over here. Probably going to miss. I'm a wizard. Um, so so you're going to miss? Seven. Seven, yeah. So you miss. <laughs> you, you punch him in the beard and he goes... <laughs> oh, I'm getting really fucking mad. Ah! Uh, Dandy, come here. What can I do for you? Fucking punch him in the face. I'm going to try to charm person him. Okay. To get him on our side since yeah, combat's we'll over. Punch him in the face and this works. is what roll that I'm going Wisdom to make? Wisdom saving throw. Wisdom save that I'm going to make? Okay. What did I roll? An 11. An 11. He had a plus one. Oh, thank God he failed. Okay. Listen, friend. We're just here to rob your bank. Mm-hmm. Not you. Just your bank. Yeah. So, how about... You just let us do it. Show us the door. Show us the way. And we'll be out of here. You'll get your life. That's right. It's no your money. It's no your money. Okay. Okay. All right. You guarantee my safety? Oh, oh uh, absolutely. Right, unless the situation changes. I have to get home to my partner at the end of the day. Okay. Well, look. They can wait. How? Um, this lasts for an hour. How about you just go now? He'll wonder why I'm home so early. Well, Tell him that you had someone cover for you. You had to close the bank because of the explosions up north. Yeah, let's not let the witnesses go before we're done. You had 53-minute window in the first place, so if this lasts for an hour, you've got to be in and out by then anyway. Yeah, and then we're getting out of here anyway. All right, you go home, but you shut your goddamn mouth. Yeah, you don't got to tell anybody about any of this. You will not. Oh, 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 okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, door on the left. And remember, two at a time. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Right, fuck off. <laughs> and he, he's going to turn and, and head out. Okay. God, he was, I know he's under stress, but he was a right prick. Ah, he's okay. Vash is going to glide back to the door and open it up. And there's, there's going to be uh, a couple of half-elves that are walking up. And they look like twins. And she's going to say, not today, sweethearts. And close the door behind, like, again with her inside. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Danny pulls out the uh, brace, the brace, the bracelets, the bracelet things, the wristbands. Yep. And only two at a time? Two at a time. And Vash will say, I'll take one. Okay, so gives one wristband and goes, I'll, maybe I should watch the door. I'll go, you fucking wimp. All right, all right. And uh, Dandy's going to watch the door. Girls Club. Shut up, Yay. you. And Dandy's going to watch the door emotion? and like, you just show push emotion? people away. Okay. Okay. This was the best possible outcome. What? Still does not bode well, though. For who? Everyone. All right. Well, this is going to be a right battle of laughs. Okay. So, we're now switching to my, ty- my turn. I have given you this, this bank room. Yeah. All right. And there's two doors in the back? So let me paint this for you, because you guys came in swinging without really getting a good look at this. The only person who knew what the layout was, was my guy who died. Yeah. So here's the layout of, of the bank room. Now that now that everything's calmed down and Vash has closed and locked the door, 
Um, there, it, it's a, it's a not a very large room. It's a small uh, room with a marble floor and marble walls and a marble ceiling with all sorts of ornate golden uh, swirls and designs all over. And uh, and they seem to at first be moving as if magically, but it's actually clockwork. And you can see that there are cogs and whatnot. Every once in a while, there's a little gap between the stones, the very tiny stones that are shifting. It's almost like calico um, that is moving so that these golden designs can move through. And, uh, and it's actually pretty beautiful, a little hypnotic as well, and puts people at ease. Mm-hmm. Not magically, just mm-hmm. it's nice, it's pretty. Uh, there is a long counter that uh, covers the back wall with a little area that that flips up, right? But there are uh, two desks off to the side. One of them uh, has a little glowing orb that is sitting on the desk uh, directly next to a small concave impression on the desk. So it's beside it. It looks as if it would fit directly in it. Um, And the orb itself is glowing just with subtle pink light um is it just a like a desk light then uh, it's just it's just subtly glowing there and nobody noticed whether or not it was on while the uh, anti-magic field was up either there are three holes that you guys can see all over the place a blue one a green one and a blank one and there are a couple of large windows uh, but they're tinted as if you can see out, but not in. You would have known this from the outside yep. as well. Uh, and there are two doors in the back, one on the left and one on the right. Okay. He did say the one on the left. Okay. So uh, Danny's going to... So I'll get the door and you guys can just go and do your thing. Uh, yeah. You very bravely get the door and send the two women in to do the job. Girls club. Yay. Girls club. You hear that? Girls club. Yeah, you do whatever you want to do, sweethearts. I'm I'm the one that's the face and telling people to not come in. So that's what me. you're doing is important. What I'm doing is important too. Vash, who's got the more important job? We do. Right. Okay. Shut up. All right. Go on then. Okay. So now's when I'll take over. What do you guys want to do behind the counter? All right. With this orb, we're probably going to need more keys because our keys got disintegrated. Oh, shit. Fuck. You. Oh, we can take them off the bodies. Go get the keys. <coughs> bring them to us. Because you're... I'm sorry, what? I'm, I'm over by the door. What? Get the keys and throw them in here. Oh. Red, blue, green. Didn't the bank manager have one? Is he with us? No, he left. Oh, shit, that's right. But there, here's a guard, and she's going to just walk over to the bugbear and pick up his keys and say, look what I have. Excellent. Give those to me. Okay. Here you go. So what do you want to do? Right. Red one. Don't put the red one in the thing. All right. Okay. Blue one. And she's, she's going to sit there as you were talking. She's going to pull out a bracelet um, and just start playing with it for a moment. She's going to walk over to... um, Dandy. To Dandy. No, to Ron. Say, keep, keep talking. What you have to say is important. And then she's going to slip it on and tap her on the top of the head. And he is going to just disintegrate as well. But all of his particles are going to go into the bracelet. Right. This is very weird. Um, the blue one. Don't do that because it puts the magic back on. 
The green one takes us into lockdown. Lockdown. We should lock down? To stop people from getting in. Yes. But it also raises alarm. It might the alarm is red. Lockdown. So the alarm's already been yeah, lockdown. 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 Where's the green hole vash? There's, use there's, your, there's your magic power to tell me where as I believe that you can see if you look. There's green holes everywhere. And then she's gonna wander over and tap um Dandy on the head and he's gonna disintegrate and go into the Right. Okay. Um I'll take No wait, 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 wait. to one of the green holes. Okay. I'm gonna put it in turn. Alright. Uh, there is a loud uh chunking noise and um for a minute or for just like a brief second, almost nothing seems to happen. Um, but that is when you hear uh, the sound of a low hum. And then sliding down, covering these backwards windows, are these gigantic, dark, iron-looking um, shutters that slam down. And, and the process of them slamming even chips the sills that they're on. These things are like... What like this is a oh crap button right? Mm-hmm. So they slam down. They look big and heavy, and you see these little uh, mechanical arms flip out and then dig themselves into the wall to force them close and hold them closed. Same thing happens at the front door, and you could hear throughout the building very distantly. You just hear a series of thunking noises. Within a second, um, a uh, pink uh, gas starts to fill the room from the top and slowly float its way down in the main we area. We should leave now. Oh, shit. Okay, is there any way if I look around? Is there there is a, there are two doors that you see. One is on the left, one is on the right. Left, left, left. Okay, we'll go through the left. We'll go through the left. Left, okay. it is. You open up the left door. Should we have a quick left and slam it behind you and in front of you you see this little wide open area um there are several desks that line the back wall that are um lit with golden lamps uh their lights covered by thick green glass um and and there's like five or six of them along this back wall uh it's it's a fairly plain looking room there's yellow painted walls and there's uh, baseboards and wainscoting and and crown molding um, all around but the only other thing you see of note are these eight picture frames in front of you that each have a different picture across them okay Uh, different landscapes Um, and the the paintings are uh, simple uh, landscapes or or portraits uh, and they're calming but at the same time easily ignorable as you close the door behind you you hear another kathunk as one of these big metal uh, uh, slabs drops covering the door behind you what do you want to do I guess we'll move forward yeah I think we'll just move further in Okay. For a change. So uh, you move further into the room. Not much changed. You have these six. Uh, Can I do an investigation on the on these portraits? You on the portraits or the room in general? The portraits. Oh yeah, yeah. Because sure. that is totally vast. She's not going to care where she is. She's like, oh, and just walk over to the nearest one. Yeah. Okay. Cog said something about the art as well. <coughs> what did I roll? That's fourteen. There's a 14 uh, perception plus 9 Okay, 23. Um, each one of them has a varying scene and is 
expertly painted and you could tell that a lot of work and effort went into these things um specifically the one you do walk up to was is a, a view of a wide grassland uh, but from up on high like on a mountain's peak um every minute detail seen is easily seen for miles in this painting and there's also um the only other thing you see in this painting other than the details of this landscape is a uh expertly crafted uh tripod that's been painted on with a spyglass pointing towards what you could see it looks a little bit like a city on her horizon on the bottom right corner of the painting are the initials ntb okay and that's what you see there on that on that one painting um the other i'll go through all of them real quick sure because uh, you'll take your time um the uh, next picture over this one is on the one on the far left um is a uh, foggy field with a distant forest several pikes and swords uh and corpses line the field clearly uh um, delicate still life of a recent battlefield the sky is gray and the sun is hidden behind dark clouds on the far left side of the field is a afroed elven warrior um bloody hands outstretched as a hail of arrows runs down from the top right side um it's beautiful if uh a little stunning like shocking at its uh, um, subject matter. Um, and in the bottom right corner of the, of the painting are the initials NTB. Okay. Next is a... Uh, cra- Perhaps are there eight of these? There's eight pictures. Okay. That go all the way along. Next is a Crowder Tavern. Um, I'll just move through them quickly. Next after that is an... Ang- if you want more details, let me know. Yep. Um, is a, a vision of an angelic fight between a white-winged... Uh, uh, angel and a uh, white-winged angel. Uh, black-winged angel and a white-winged angel, sorry. Yep. Um, the fifth one is a uh, nightscape in a sparse tangled wood of birch trees. Um, the sixth uh, one is an up-close uh, portrait of a branch in full swing of autumn, bright oranges and reds. Um, and there's a very large cocoon on one side. Um, the seventh one is a, another beautiful mountain landscape, but taken from afar with bright blues and purples. Um, the sky is blue and sparsely clouded. And the eighth one is a baker shop, very, uh, um, American style, um, like Norman Rockwell, like Norman Rockwell style painting right. of a baker shop that has uh, warm and inviting fresh loaves of bread and stuff on sale. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's what you see in the pictures. Each one has its own unique uh, frame and everything, and they're they're. Massive. They all say NTB in the corner. All of them, if you look hard enough, you find the uh, initials NTB. Okay, Vash is going to uh, have a stroke of inspiration uh, while she's standing in front of the baker's one. She's going to turn to Julie and say, "My mother baked, baked what? Cookies." Right. Okay. Good. How is that helping us now? Look, look behind the paintings. Let's go basic first. Okay. I'm, we're just going to start looking behind the paintings. Okay. Um, you notice that the paintings are all affixed at all four corners. There's no way to kind of lift them or move them or, or pull them from the wall. Okay. They are bound to the wall, and you don't see any fasteners on them. There's something magical about it that is holding them to the wall. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm just going to try piercing my dagger through the paintings, each one, to see if anything goes through. Okay. Uh, no, you hit solid marble on mm-hmm. the on the back of each wall. Okay. You said there's lanterns or something in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There there are these desks that are how um, many? There are six desks. One, two, three, four, five, six along the side, and um, each one has a stack of papers, a small little uh, shelf, 
uh, a uh, and a golden lamp with like green glass that just illuminates that one little desk. Hmm. Should we extinguish flames? I don't think that's gonna do. That. Uh, you guys wanna? If you wanna search the room, you could roll it. If you I'll wanna investigate the lamps. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna investigate the desks. Okay. Seventeen for the lamps. What did I roll? I keep rolling further away from me. Five. Uh, An investigation, right? Yep. That is a whopping seven. Okay. Um, Vash, you're flipping through the desks, and you see stacks of papers, notes, the green glass, and green glass tubes that sit kind of just off to the side underneath the edge of the desk. Um, These are fixed to the ground and go up to about knee height. And they're they're covered. Other than that, you don't see much noteworthy. Um, however, Can I put some paper in the tubes. Um, one, one second. Yeah. Um, Julia, what you see uh, is uh, under each desk um, is a small red lo- uh, rune, um, and each give off a subtle crimson glow. Um, you you look under each kind of desk, and you notice that they're all. Um, all but one seem to have disappeared. Um, so all of them are glowing except for that one, that fifth one. Um, you also notice that the, the bottom drawer is open a slight bit. And as you pull it open, you see uh, several tubes that are um, blue, um, blue glass tubes. And you know they have a kind of a screw top lid to them. Mm. Look, I have green ones. Green tubes. Put the blue ones on the green ones. I will put. Will they go inside? Yeah, they're there. You notice that the diameter of the blue ones is just smaller than the green ones. And as you put this one on, you hear a satisfying click and then a whoosh of air as this tube is sucked down a pneumatic tube. And then another click and the tube stops. Like the 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 lid kind of closes back on the green one. Look. What happened to the red light? The red light on that desk is still still on. Yeah. Okay. Well, still extinguished. Yeah, it's oh. the uh, five of the desks have the red lights and they're giving this very subtle glow. One of them doesn't. Well, the lamp is on. All of the lamps are. All on. All the lamps are on, and all the papers on the desk. I know you're flipping through are are blank and mm. don't have much. They look like no paper. Um, there is a, a wooden chair on each side of the desk, like on it, where you would go and actually work at the desk yeah and then there is another uh kind of uh wooden rolling chair that's sitting across from it so like looks like these would kind of be interviews that would happen here or discussions okay i'm gonna just uh prod one of the lamps just to eliminate it with my yeah uh, nothing nothing's gonna happen with the lamp it moves uh you know the light inside stays put as this thing moves yeah um clearly there's like a little permanent light kind of going you see this little rock that is just glowing with the light spell and okay. it's just spinning inside the painting that has the spyglass on it yes sir i'd like to closely investigate that spyglass okay we'll investigate is there another door in this room or is this it this is it 11 11 yeah um you do know that the uh Every single little detail is exact in this thing. And as you look at this spyglass, you kind of figure might be pointing towards something. Okay. T- specifically towards the city. And you kind of draw a line up and you see a wizard's tower pointed 
at the thing, and you don't quite see any other details with an 11, but you see that there. Is there uh, a wizard's tower in one of the other paintings? Uh, no, there is not. However, um, if you get really close to the uh, wizard's tower to investigate it, uh, roll um, roll a wisdom check or a perception check. Perception? Bash. Yeah. Well, uh, that's only a 27. Only a 27. Um, you will note that each one of these pictures has a Afroed elf in them. Every one of them does? Every single one. In fact, in the picture with the spyglass, he is sitting in the wizard's tower reading a book. There's an Afroed elf. Where is it? <sighs> reading a book, reading a yeah. book, reading a book. What's he doing the other ones? Um, in the foggy field, he is the elf that is getting rain, arrows are raining down upon him. Uh, in the crowded tavern, he is standing on a stage playing a broken and dirty lute. And everyone seems to be very displeased with his music. Um, in the vision of the angelic fight, uh, uh, fight, you notice that the white winged angel is actually this elf with white angel wings. Um, in the nightscape, uh, you, um, you see him, um, kind of the silhouette of him in between the trees. Um, for the branch, you look and you actually see him riding, uh, in the background, there's a, this wave of butterflies, all orange and bright. And he's sitting, riding one of these things. Um, the, on the beautiful landscape, uh, he is standing next to a deer that is feeding from a river that runs down from the mountain. And in the baker shop, his back is to the picture and he is the baker who is sitting there kneading something. Probably dough. Is this supposed to represent the classes? Base classes? The base classes? What would a baker be? I know, I was just gonna put, I, I, could, I kinda got ranger, druid. I, I got fighter, fighter cleric, maybe. Cleric with the angels. Uh, Wizard. Mm hmm. DM, DM push, not the eight things you should be looking for. Uh, these will be the eight. You are in a mage's bank. School yeah, yeah. These are the schools eight schools of magic. magic. Schools yeah. of magic. Yeah. Okay. Um. So hold on. We've got. Oh my god. And there's still one desk with one light not glowing, with its bottom drawer slightly ajar. Spyglass dividend. Well, let's open up this drawer. Let's find out what's going on. Okay. Roll with advantage. Well, I don't need to, because I'm amazing. And that is a 20. Okay, you... That was uh, investigation, I'm sorry, right? Uh, yeah, that works, yeah. Investigation, yes. Um, you note that in this desk, um, you see a... Uh, you see these tubes, and there, there were six. He pulled one out and dropped it down the thing. There are five more. You note in the back of the drawer, kind of fallen behind the drawer... Um, preventing it to close from all the way, you find another one of these tubes and you open it up and you ra it rattles inside. And hey, I want to open it up and find out what's in it. Yeah. Um, inside is uh, a small gray pouch that is about two fists size. It's exactly how I imagined it. Imagine what? This small gray pouch, exactly two fist size. I'm going to hand it to Julia. It looks like fucking minotaur testicles. As you hand it over, it jingles. Delightfully. Oh, I'll open it. Okay. Inside are 23 coin pieces 
a... What is a coin piece? A uh, gold piece. Gold like piece? 20, 23 gold coin pieces. Right. A small crumpled piece of paper and a nine inch length of you. Of me? Nine inches of me? You would. <laughs> Girls I specifically club. Fra- I Girls club. Specific, specifically phrased it that way. Nine inches of you would. Like you would. Hey, does that look like yes, a magic wand? It resembles something. I would like to look at the paper. Okay. Uh, you open up the paper, and do you speak Elvin or Celestial? I will tell you when I find out where my freaking languages are kept. I do speak Elvish. Yep. Good. Thank God. I was to cast Comprehend. Okay. Just... In the most delicate Elvin uh, is the poem, In the line of glory the elders paced and sought the story of this wondrous place. But when they stood lost and bewildered, thrice they yelled out to their wonderful wizard. He stretched out and snickered to himself with pride, and down his hand traveled to his side. With a flick of the wrist, the landscapes hissed and made plain where the elders should stride. Has this got something to do with arranging the panties? Well, the panties don't move. Mm, fixed. Read that one more time. In the line with glory, the elders paced and sought the story of this wondrous place. But when they stood lost and bewildered, thrice they yelled out to their wonderful wizard. He stretched out and snickered to himself with pride and down his hand traveled to his side. And with a flick of the wrist, the landscapes hissed and made plain where the elders should stride. Right, I'm going to walk over to the plain, the, the grassy field. The one with the... Um, uh, it's got the spyglass and the wizard's tower. The well, the, the, there's the one on the mountain that's looking over this massive landscape that, that has a city. Okay, that one first? Yep. Okay. You walk over to that one. Uh, is, is this one we saw before with the spyglass? Uh, yeah, so the spyglass is pointing towards this wizard's tower where this afro... Uh, okay, yeah, all right, no, yeah. never mind. I want to go to the one with the, with the grasslands that you described. Okay, the the one that's a plane um, yeah. is the battle scene, right? And there's that elf kind of holding his hands up as a rain of arrows are coming down. Can I, can, like, follow the, the where he's pointing with his hands? Um, is there anything there? Uh, I mean, there's a hail of arrows. His hands are up in like... No, I mean, like, a, oh in the God. room, if you, if they're, like, pointed up towards the top left of the painting, can I... Like, what's up in that direction? No, no, there's... It, right. It's plain wainscoting, plain sure. crown okay. molding everywhere. Hmm. Let's try... I'm going to try something. Spyglass divination, probably. Just thinking of the schools of magic. I would say that the angel is divine. That's divination. divination. The angel. I don't know. Um, all right. What are the what are the eight schools of magic? Uh, uh, there's conjuration, evocation, divination. Uh, yeah, necromancy. Evo. Um, there's enchantment. Enchantment. Illusion. Illusion. What do we got? We got one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, do we got divination. Hold on. I don't want to look in the book. I know that we can, but I want to no. see if I can do this off the top of my head. No. Make something appear. Make shit look like other shit. Uh, illusion. Make something think it's something else. Transmutation. Transmutation. Turn something into something else. Turn something into something else. Um, and, uh... Which ones do you have there? Divination, divination evocation, conjuration, necromancy, enchantment, enchantment illusion, transmutation. Alright, don't, don't tell us. I'm Dan, not going to. Dan knows what the eighth one is right now. Abjuration. Abjuration. Thank you. All right, so the abjuration is the battle because he got his hands up and he's stopping the arrows. Yeah. All right, I'm just going to draw a line to that. Um, 
Do you have any spells? Yeah. What's mag- What type of spell is Magic Missile? Evocation. Okay. Because it's a cantrip. Which one do we think could be Evocation here? Magic Missile's not a cantrip. Oh, it's first level, sorry. Right. Evocation, Enchantment. Which of uh, the tavern was him playing a shitty loot, right? Yeah. And people hating it. I'm going to say it's... No, he's not casting friends. You also have this you wand at your disposal as well. Yeah, but I don't know even what I'm casting with it. So what's the role on this? Um, It's a... Uh, it's 10 plus spell level, right? But I don't know what the spell level is. Yeah. To use a magic item that you're yep, yep. proficient with. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to use this. Sure. And I'm going to point it at... Uh, I'm going to stand behind this desk, if it's all right with you. I'll just crouch behind the desk. You don't need to crouch, honey. What's your passive perception? N- nah, uh, 12. 12? Okay. I'm going to point it at one of the lamps on the desk. I'm just going to go... Ah. Roll the dice. That's a natural 20. Sweet. <laughs> You pass, and this bolt of energy comes out, and I'm, I'm going to give this to you. This bolt of energy comes out and hits the light, which is made of green glass, and it yep. refracts the uh, um, the beam of this whatever spell it is, and it hits... The cocoon. Hits the picture of the cocoon. And you see that the cocoon changes in that moment. Um... And the painting shifts from a cocoon to a beautiful monarch butterfly, its wings outstretched with the glowing rune of a circle behind a square on its wings. And you hear a very satisfying clunk. As a bard, would I know what the symbol means? Um, As a bard, you could roll an arcana because you're a bard. Would I have any idea? Are you a wizard? Yeah. Yes, roll an arcana with advantage. What I what you want a three? All right, I got five. Nineteen. It's the shorthand for the school of transmutation. Oh, that makes sense. All right, cocoon. Cocoon is transmutation. I did it. I knew this would work. Okay, we'll fire at the other ones. And I do. I will systematically start firing at them. Okay. Uh, which one do you want to start with? Uh, let's go. I want to aim to get yeah the spyglass. Spyglass divination. You you hit it, and the change is very minute. But you do look, and uh, the book he's titling, uh, the book he's reading is titled uh, "What Am I?" And when you hit it, it switches and changes to a eye, like a a divination. Divination. And you hear another satisfying clunk. Okay, Um, I'm going to do it to the um, the battle. The battle. Um, you do it to the battle, and you see um, there's all this weaponry all the way along, and you note that there is only one shield in the entire thing. And as you cast this spell, Abjuration. Um, the shield removes and appears in his hand, and the painting shifts to him holding up this shield to this hail of arrows. So, Abjuration. Yep. And this sight of a... Um, um, the shield, like the symbol of a shield, glows in it. Okay. Okay. Uh, tavern? You go to the tavern and swing the wand, and it doesn't work. Okay. Thrice, uh, they yelled. Angel. You would make the connection that 
thrice. Yeah, read, uh, to tell me, tell me the poem. Um, the crumpled note says, I'll just skip through to the... No, no, no give me okay. the whole thing. In line with glory, the elders paced and sought the story of this wondrous place. But when they stood lost and bewildered, thrice they yelled out to their wonderful wizard. He stretched out his and snickered to himself with pride, and down his hand traveled to his side. With a flick of the wrist, the landscapes hissed, and made plain where the elder should stride. Okay. So the wand only works three times. It's cool. not going to work on any of the other ones. Shit. All right. So hold on. But you're noticing that uh, when you hit it, the spyglass kind of burn, uh, like flashed, and the book changed into an eye. When you hit it, the shield kind yeah, of. All right, I'm going to I'm going to take the, just the rock out of the freaking light, and I'm going to hold it up to the painting. Okay, roll an investigation with uh, advantage. Take advantage on this one. You got 19. So 21. Um, as you're going through, you're kind of seeing the, the texture of the canvas behind the paint um, as you're going. Yeah. And you do note in some spots there's very intricate um, text kind of written underneath the paint in very specific Can spots on out? each post. Uh, it's it's a rune. It is an arcane rune of sorts. And you as a bard know it's an arcane rune of sorts behind each one. Can right? I investigate the runes? Would I have an idea of maybe at least what school the rune Well, one, one second. I'll, I'll tell you where. On the tavern, it's behind the uh, the loot. On the angelic fight, it's in his closed fist. Not his open hand that is reaching down toward a sword, but his closed fist. Um, on the nightscape, it is... Uh, um, there's several of these rocky outcroppings that are around, and it's on one of these rocky outcroppings. Um, on the branch, it's already switched over. Uh, on the beautiful landscape, there is a single cloud that it's behind that looks a little different than the rest. And on the baker shop, inside of the oven, there uh, is a single loaf of dark bread that is being made, and it is behind that. That one could be necromancy. The cloud could be a I was thinking all those rocks could be like gravestones if they were chain shape. Right, and mm. so that would be necromancy. But you know that behind each of these things, there's some sort of trigger behind each of them. Okay. Well, we obviously need to cast what identify or like. I I don't have these. Maybe the type of spell who we think it is on the painting. I'm not gonna blow through ten thousand spell slots to to get this. No, but I'll, I have some cantrips, for example. Um, what, what what were the red glowing items? Um, there are little runes underneath each of the. Uh, they're just little runes on the under the. Do these runes match? All of them match. They match the runes in the painting. No, no, no. they they match themselves. I can go press one that's off. Uh, yeah, you can. All right. Um, you push it, and the desk comes, and the drawer slams shut. Oh, let's turn them off. Open the drawers up. Yeah, I'm going to go turn them all off, and then let's open okay. up the drawers. Okay. Uh, you look through the drawers for them. Uh, give me an advantage with. Uh, sorry, an investigate with advantage. I got a plus 16. All right, and that's 15. So 18? 18. Um, You note that as you're going along, um, each uh, drawer is fairly bland and clean. These are workspaces, but not like someone's specific workspace. So they pack up and leave. Yeah. Um, However, you do, as you're going along, you do find a small crumpled up um, receipt or a note underneath uh, one of the things. And as you open it up, um, you see this thing saying uh, it's a very old receipt almost with a note on it that says uh, what was the, the Cod's 
the bank manager's name? Oh, I think you were asking about a cod piece, and I'm like, what? No. Uh, Mr. Course Pounder. Uh, dear Manager Course Pounder, deliver to you well under agreed upon terms are the nine paintings you, or sorry, are the eight paintings you requested. I have never in all my years of creating these masterpieces seen a series of requests so specific yet so varied. I also, as per your quest, included the text into each painting. Although I do not speak the language, I assure you that each rune is a perfect representation of your script and placed precisely where you want, where you required it. I place my reputation on it as an artist and in my own way, a raconteur. Sincerely, Namron Tor Boss. Okay. What was the hint that Cogs gave us that you told us, Dan? Um, that, uh... That's inside one of the art pieces or something? Uh, yeah. Inside the art. Okay, well, that, all right. We figure that shit out. Um, thanks, Cogs, you fucked. Fucking Cogs. <laughs> fucking wee parbat. I never... And this is written in delicate elven as well. Okay. Both notes are written in elven. Um, I mean, I, I'm i at a loss here to how to even trigger these runes. Yeah. Ugh, I think... Okay, let's just try some cantrips. You're you're a Kalistar, right? Yep. Um, is there? They've got some weird, like prophetic magic stuff to them, don't they? Yes and no. Uh, I can telepathically speak with any creature that I can see within sixty feet of me, and I don't need to share language with them. Um, as bonus action, I can give a creature the ability to speak telepathically to me. Um, I yeah, I have. Advantage and resistance, uh, and like advantage on wisdom saves, resistance on psychic damage. Um, I get a skill, and then it's about sleep after that. Okay, uh, roll an um, int check, um, just a straight up int check. Um, both of you can do this. No, <coughs> no, I got a whopping six. Nope, 15. Um, there are a bunch of elves in the picture with other big old afros, and all of these notes are written in elven. Yes, I caught that. Um, and then he's the one that put the runes in the back, and as you're looking at the runes, they're a, they're a subtype of elven script for these runes. Okay, I'm going to cast Comprehend Languages on myself Okay, to see if I can read anything. Incidentally, is the name of the guy... Uh, NTB. Is it an acronym of Bob Ross? It is. Yeah, that's what I thought. NTB. Well, you said boss is his last name, and he's got an afro, so I'm like, well, there we are. Um, it was a little joke, mostly to myself. His name is uh, Namrin Torer Boss, which is uh, um, Robert uh, Norman Ross, which is Bob Ross. Bob Ross, yeah. He's the painter. Gotcha. Yeah. Nerds, Terry. Nerds. you got to learn to live with them. <laughs> Do this. A cast comprehend language so okay. we can make anything out of these runes. Behind each of the runes, you see uh, the words kind of mold and uh, shift in your uh, sight. Is and you it see, an elvish? Uh, in some sub-elvish text, right? Okay. The, it's a magical rune, but I'm giving this to you. Um, th- behind the uh, loot is the word uh, charm. Behind the... Uh, so the tavern is enchantment. Enchantment, right. Behind the... Uh, and in Elven, right? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll still read it. Um, behind the uh, um, closed fist 
is uh, the word fire or destruction. That'll be conjuration. Uh, Evocation. Evocation. Oh, yep. fire, yeah. Uh, Fireball. In the uh, Birchwood, the word um, life or death. Necromancy. Yep. Um, in the mountain, uh, mountain landscape, um, it is uh, the word uh, obfuscate. So illusion. And then the, the baker's conjuration. Yeah. He's, he's baking. Create yeah. is the word behind that. Okay. All right. We figured it out. Now what? <laughs> Now we know what they say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We tap them in alphabetical order. We we no okay. no, no 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 no. We write them. We what write type it. of spell is light? What type of cantrip is light? Well, uh, light is a conjuration. I'm just gonna cast light on the conjuration rune. Uh, you uh, the rune glows behind. I'm going to write happens. down. Um, I'm, I'm going to read this one more time for you guys. In line, in the line with glory, the elders paced and sought the story of this wondrous place. But when they stood lost and bewildered, thrice they yelled out to their wonderful wizard. He stretched and snickered to himself with pride, and down his hand traveled to his side. With a flick of the wrist, the landscapes hissed and made plain where the elder should stride. Right. Okay. So we got to send it down the pneumatic tubes. That's the landscape hissing. Right. Okay. Right. So, um, but we should write down the name of the. So, of the schools in order and put them down? Yeah. All right. So, the spyglass was the first one. So, it's abjuration. So, I'm going to write that down and then roll okay. it up on a piece of paper. You hear a hiss? Psst, and off it goes. And I'm just going to do this. Spyglass is abjuration. The battle was... I'm sorry. Spyglass is divination. The battle is abjuration. I'm going to go in order of the paintings. Okay. Uh, you go through and there's a satisfying hiss with each one. You How satisfying? Um, I mean, it's... It's a very relieving sound. Not quite. It's like a... Each time. Right? Yeah. With a, with a really satisfying... At the end. As it hits something. And All right. Back. Yep. Anyways. Uh, other people find satisfying on this note, I guess. Um, <laughs> so you go through and, and you, you put each one of these in. And uh, you see the... You see the paintings start to shift and change after just a moment of putting them in. Um, the Crowded Tavern, uh, all the many races that fill this painting, um, all they all seem to have a sneer in the face. But as it shifts and change, all of them seem to be uh, happy and joyous. And the crowd is having fun and dancing along to this brilliant golden uh, elf playing this wonderful song on this brilliant golden lute. And I'm going to say, I also have one of those. And I pull out a lute, and I start to play it. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, roll of performance. <laughs> uh, my performance is very high, so that's a 19. Yeah, it sounds beautiful. And as this song is kind of playing throughout this room, you notice that the angelic uh, painting shifts Um. Uh, so this angelic uh, painting, which was a white-winged angel, um, harried by a black-winged uh, angel, swinging a hammer of uh, diabolic origin. The hammer seems to pulse with dark power at the unarmed angel as they plummet. Um, and th- in this closed fist, you see this white powder that just grows and grows and flares. And then you see this burst of painted flame engulf this archdevil. Um, 
and this symbol appears and you hear a hiss and a kachunk as you've been going. The nightscape, which is these tangled woods with these rocky outcroppings, uh, changes and you see that silhouette of him appear next to one of these spots kneeling. Um, very uh, ethereal looking and a skull appears on what is now clearly a gravestone. Um, also his initials on the top of it, NTB, appear as well. Um, uh, on the branch one, you've already done it. Um, the landscape changes from this beautiful mountain to a volcano erupting, and this cloud changes from uh, just a cloud to a plume of smoke. The river changes to lava. Everything is burning and death and destruction on it. And you hear a chunk. Um, uh, the finally, the conjuration one is a uh, um, uh. When you do it, the um, the loaf disappears from inside the hearth and appears on the counter front and center in the art. It's wrapped in chains, and the three links of that chain glow hot with purple light. As you guys uh, kind of light up each of these uh, paintings, um, you see this uh, large spot on the floor start to discolor. And it's kind of center on the floor. You take a step back and this probably 10 by 10 foot square um, of dark iron um, bound wood appears with a single latch on it. And as you um, kind of observe for just a moment, it, it solidifies and then you hear one more final clunk. It's right where I said it would be. You didn't fucking say that. You didn't you say that. You never listened. You didn't say When did you say that? I said it earlier. What do you loudly? Yes. How loud? Uh, not as loud as you're cursing. From where did the clunk come from? The door. It's unlocked. I'll you're already you. down there. Why don't you open it? I'll open it. You open it and it, it swings open and in front of you is a uh um stairwell that goes down probably 10 steps um, and on either side of it is a, a narrow trough like a flat section um, and you make your way down and you see you are in this like 15 by 20 foot um, deep room by 20 feet high and it's just solid marble there is a cart that is kind of nestled on the one side um, and Dominant in this room, right across from the stairwell, is this massive, ornate, locking vault door. Right there in front of you. What do you want to do? What's on the other side of that door? Everything we've ever wanted. And also pain. Can you be a little bit more specific? If I was, then we wouldn't go through the door. Do you want to go through the door? It's what we're supposed to do. Oh my... God, I'm going to try and open the vault. You're going to try to open the vault? I'm just going to see, turn it to see what happens. It's daytime hours. Oh, it wait, wait, my little friend. I'm going to cast a spell magic on it. On the, uh, roll it. Roll your spell check. What am I rolling on this? Um, you're trying to beat the uh, DC of the spell that so has been cast on the door. Spell attack bonus? Yep. Uh, that is a 10. 10? Um, you cast a spell and you see this kind of wave of force ripple along the door, but you, but it doesn't seem to go away. Okay. 
and I'm going to roll up my sleeves very gently, and I'm going right, to fucking do it again. Okay. There we go. That's what we want. That's a 26. That's 26. That okay. Um, lightning arcs across it, and uh, this this what, what once was this wavering force field of sorts um, shatters like glass and erupts into ethereal nothingness in front of you. Now you stand in front of a door. That's all right. That is, it's still a massive, like, metallic, covered in arcane runes door, but the force field that was preventing you from even getting close to it is now gone. I feel like... I think we can unlock it now. I'll try and open it. Uh, Julia, my dear, thank you very much for joining us this far. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad to be doing and it. I, I'm, just, I'm just going to sit there and, with, with the bracelet and I'm going to hit you with it. And oh, fuck you. I'm going to by myself then you can leave Dan Terry's gonna DM from here okay <laughs> and, I, and I'm not bringing you out so <laughs> so uh, and she's gonna say but but I will need a dandy of some sort <sighs> and she's gonna release dandy out of the bracelet don't let me out of oh uh so we made it I found fa- I found the vault I knew exactly where it was. All right. Uh, I look at the vaults. Uh, Terry, do I know the make and model of this vault? Do you know the make and model of the vault? I am a skilled thief. Rolled investigation. That's a that's a, that's a three. Um, with Dandy's intelligence. Which is not great. Um, which is which is really not great. Uh, so that's a three? A total of three? Oh, no, no, no. That's a total of one. Oh, that's a total of one? Yeah. Uh, you have no idea. I know exactly what kind of door this is. You have no idea who makes the door. You, Inside. However... <laughs> he failed. Oh, yeah, no, she beats you. That's... Maybe, maybe. I'm very good at lying. He's oh, a... I'm sorry. I have advantage on this. What is that? That's a nine. Okay. Yeah, no, you beat me. His eyes I'm are dying around the room. 15. He clearly looks nervous. He, he doesn't seem to understand what kind of door this is or what the company is that makes it, which is unusual because there is a stamp in the middle of the vault that says, <laughs> that says MacGuffin Vaults. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Terry. All right, I am going to step forward and say, um, now you may want to plug your ears for this one, love. I back up. I'm going to flip that cart down on its side, hide behind it, and plug my, like, dragon ear holes. Sure. How very brave of you. <laughs> um, and I am going to uh, uh, reach in, reach into my dress. Have you done it yet? And pull out bagpipes. Because apparently I have bagpipes. I fucking hate bagpipes. And then... And I kind of shatter. I start going to play the one song that everybody plays with bagpipes all the time. Yeah. Okay. Ah, Scotland the Brave. <laughs> uh, so I think that was American Woman. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm gonna cast it on the lock on the giant mm-hmm. mechanism here. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the bagpipes very loudly and shatter. Okay. Um, so that the song pierces through the air and you can feel it because it sounds actually, actually solid better and it, it seems to almost amplify back towards you through the car and then uh, and you hear the 
metal on metal. Oh, nice. I did 17 points of damage. 17 points of damage rattle and explode inside this lock, and it thuds, and then it kind of settles, and you see the, the large spinning handles just, just turn a little bit, as though they've relaxed. The tension has been removed from them. I'm so good at this. Mop. Mop. <laughs> Uh, Dandy's going to be like rubbing his ear, listening to the ringing. Are Are you done yet? I'm gonna I'm gonna just tuck it away and say for now. What? I'm just gonna nod. All right. Um, I guess I should be opening this door. So I'm gonna walk over to it. You are the master thief. I'd like to search the door to see if there's any further traps or anything. Sure, you can search the door. I'm gonna throw my dice across the room like a boss. Uh, uh, oh my god, I cannot roll above a four. What'd you get? Terrible. I got terrible. Um, this is sleight of hand? It's seven? No, it's search. Perception. Investigation. Search. Investigation. Investigation. Oh, investigation. Two. Um, two. <laughs> As you have your hands on these handles and you look around, you realize you have no idea even where to begin Looking for traps, but it's up to you how you convey that information to your partner next to you. There doesn't seem to be any traps. And I go and I crank the wheel. And it spins quite easily for how big it is. It opens so easily that you get the impression that this is probably not the vault. It's just an initial door. Okay. It spins and it starts to come away from its place. And you hear this sliding metal as it moves through the stone and opens up into a room. A large, tiled room, very clinical looking, very clean, cube, big boxed room. You see a further portcullis style drop down door in the distance. Um, no spinning handles or anything like that. It's, it's very smooth. You just see like thick sort of rivets on there. And inside this clinical room, there are five bronze statues, all of different humanoids, all in a circle, and then all with raised weapons at each other. Like this. Some are wands, some are daggers. Sorry, they they came to you. They've got their arms outstretched. So they're making a circle, pointing weapons around. That's right, that's right. It's It's an audio medium. It's It's a standoff. However, there is one. Is it Mexican? There is one open. There is a guy wearing a large hat. I don't know if that counts. He's probably just a drow out in the sun. He said he was going to be here at 8, and he got here at 2. I don't know if that counts. (laughs) Can we say that? (laughs) All right. Um, But there is one hole. As you step into the room, you notice that there's a small set of shelves off to one side. And on these shelves are six different types of weapons that match the same types of weapons that they're holding. There's also a small... Okay? There's also a small halfling gentleman there that seems to be unfazed by the by the noise that happened. He's in like a uniformed type suit and he just... <clears throat> Hi. Oh, oh, hi. Oh, you're very beautiful. Hi, how are you? Flattered. Oh, good, good. We're here to make a withdrawal there, chap. Make a withdrawal. Yes, only you blew the door up, didn't you? (laughs) Come in. Uh, So, it's technically... It's okay. And I'm going to cast Charm Person. Oh, oh, oh. 
Hi, hi, hi. Uh-huh. And he kind of <laughs> shreds up his tongue. All right, hold on. I got I to gotta actually cast this, though. Uh, I don't cast spells because I never get to play this game. Okay. So. Give me one sec to flip Adam is it. much more used to just making the spells up on the spot. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying it's from Ono I, I, I cast Cannonball. Magic missile launcher. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Oh, you have to you have to make a wisdom save as well. Wisdom save. Yeah. Terry's just like he's grabbed eight. both of your dice. Well, eight. Uh, you had to beat a fifteen. Okay, so I failed. So, my dear. Hi. How do we pass this portion of the Oh, well, the last group. Yes. They did the that over there. That's, oh. that's a puzzle. The people over there. Yes. The last group did quite well. The, the first ever group, they didn't do too well, as you can see <laughs> over there. But, uh, yeah, you just got to get you get past that, and then you get through the next side, and that's it. And how do we get past it? Oh, well, those two over there, and he kind of points through, and you see two dead humans, both in a matching type of uh, martial arts style uniform um, on the floor. They didn't do so well, but they cheated. They cheated. Oh. Now, you're not allowed to cheat. That's why I'm what here. What are the rules? Fairness. The, uh, the rules are, uh, uh, one of you, however you want to do it, is going to uh, stand in that spot right there. Um, you can take you can take a weapon if you want. Take one of these. Uh, or two. One in each hand. And then, uh, and then, uh, um, uh, and then what will happen is I'll give you instructions. I'll give you a three, two, one, go. And then the one who's left standing gets to go through the door. Good news, only one of you's got to do it. So that's all right, isn't it? Providing you get out of it. <laughs> if you don't, the one gets to try. So, yeah, it's real simple. That's why I'm here. I don't get too phased by all of this. I'm a union worker. You can't hurt me. You're not even the first group to try and rob the bank today. So <laughs> it's fine. Really not. We're, we're not the first things. ones to try to rob the bank today. You're not the first ones to try and rob the bank today, no. Who's here before us? Well, those two were. Yeah. The monks? Yeah, yeah, those two were, those. yeah. I don't think they're actually monks. They said they were. <laughs> Who knows? You never know what people do. Hold on. And I'm going to reach, I'm going to close my eyes and touch before and say, they were friars. <laughs> they were. You they can were tell by the haircut. of some sort, anyway. You can tell by the haircut. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are the weapons? Oh, yeah. You can't, there's a, uh, there's a, well, let me just scroll. Uh, there's there's uh, six different weapons. Um, you have uh, there's a couple of different ones. There's a weird looking uh, tube type thing, um, and there's a hand crossbow. Uh, so you have four ones, a weird looking tube, and a hand crossbow. Uh, one of the ones um, has a hollow like like silver. Sorry, like a glass tube that goes through the middle of it, almost like a spyglass, but it's not very clear. It's kind of distorted. Uh, one is like a polished blue, like a sky blue, and it has sort of like almost like brushed clouds on it. Um, one in it is uh, is a charred black color at the base, and then goes up almost to like a neon green type color. Uh, and then one is like a very uh, shiny silver looking metallic wand, uh, but has a very stunted blunt end. It's not as pointy as the as the rest of them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you have um, you have a, a crimson looking crossbow, uh, and then you have a very uh, simple uh, tube. Uh, that has like a has like a heavy crossbow stock on it, um, but it's a hollow tube. Okay. Um. So whoever wants to go, take two of them. Stand over there. It's really simple. I'm gonna pull this lever over here, and then the rest, as they say, is history. So I can heal you. I'm gonna say telepathically, I can heal you. 
So you should go in there. You can't heal me. Well, you know, they say ladies first. Sorry? No, they say ladies first. Let the, let the lady go first. They do say that. They say that sometimes. I can't influence your decision. I can't influence your decision. Do you know why they say that? Why do they say that? <laughs> so, that so that the women are protected. <laughs> you want to protect me, don't you? Yes. I'll protect you from the side. Okay. Well, if this is the case, I'm just going to leave then. Now you're going to turn around and walk out of the vault. Oh, all right. Um, all's well ends well, I suppose. So, uh, Nigel. Uh, he sends a hand. Dandy. Nice to meet you, Dandy. Nice thing. What's that short for? <laughs> honestly, honestly, not that bothered. So, save your time. Well, it's for the right. Choose what you want. Choose what you want. Sky blue wand. You realize the second I grab one, she's going to show up again. I don't, I'm not bothered, mate. I'm not bothered. I just right. work here. I just uh, work here. Give me Red the... crossbow. Black wand with the green tips. What do you want? Give me the weird tube thing. The and, tube thing. Uh, okay, good I'll, choice. I'll take the wand with the green tip. And the wand with the green tip. Okay, not a problem. One in each hand. You decide where you want to go. She's going to stand over there. All right, so while all of this is going on, Terry, I would like you to know that I stepped outside and I cast invisibility upon myself. Okay. All right, so I'm crossing off that spell slot, um, and I would like to tiptoe back into the room. Okay, let me just roll it for a second. I botched on Nigel's perception. All right. Nigel doesn't care whether you're in the room or not anyway, <laughs> yeah. clearly. Oh, okay. Um, I cannot get lower than that So if I roll. so, um, But I also have a portable hole. Mm. which means I can just throw it up to a surface and it will create a hole there. So I'd like to just walk up to the portcullis and throw it there. And oh, okay. Oh, that's fine, yeah. Yep, all right. And I'm, I'm just going to... Nobody can see me, and I'm just going to throw this, this portable hole at the portcullis. Okay. Um, as you, you throw the portable hole at the portcullis. You are not allowed to cheat. That's the rules of the game. You're not allowed to cheat. That counts as cheating. It'll... The portable hole will, will stay, will hold for a second, and then everybody, even the statues in the room, an explosion comes almost from within inside of you, and it's just boof, and everybody takes 3d8 fire damage. Okay. The room is very clinical and clean, but there are rules within the room. All right. For this. Can, can you roll the 3d8 then? Oh, I'll roll the 3d8, yeah. I'll roll the 3d8. I like getting stand in position. Okay, okay. Boom! Ha! <laughs> I haven't attacked or anything, so I'm Ten. still invisible. It's 12. 12? I take 6, because I'm resistant to fire. Whoa! Was that you? No. Look, it's honestly, I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. I'm I giving it to you. I honestly did nothing. What you kind of, kind of sham are you running here? Um, look, seriously. Are you allowed to cheat, but we're not listen. allowed to cheat? The people. This isn't exactly good, good rules, man, my man. I don't care if you win or not. But the people that made this bad... What is your even job? Shut up for a second. Made rules, all right? Obviously, they thought somebody's going to do something like that, okay? They're very smart. This is a wizard's bank, Dandy, okay? So you can do stuff like that all you like. And that might have worked over there. But every time you do something that goes against the rules, the rules are very clear in the magic of this room. But I literally got nothing, mate. <laughs> that an explosion would have come from you, so... <laughs> yeah. Which... Oh... Bash. I still like you. But you're not allowed to cheat. You can't see me. Well, you've been damaged now, haven't you? Does but, that no, that doesn't, no, that doesn't, doesn't mean anything. Okay. Yeah. An explosion came from over there, so I hope that person's alright, whoever it is. No <laughs> idea who it possibly could be. Daniel, I'm going to get You're going to hear it in your head. Tell him it's a ghost. 
Probably just a ghost. Right, okay. You realize that I'm surrounded by dead people all the time, don't you? You ever think that this is a punishment for you? Hurry up. No, I'm going to go home at five o'clock. I'm not bothered. I get an hour lunch. You can't rob the bank during lunch. Uh, go on sake, take your place over there. I go on site and take my place. Okay. Hands up. Hands up. Yep. I am also going to give him bardic inspiration. Sure. Yeah. But oh, I yeah. am invisible while I do it. So you're just going to hear in your head me humming a song. Okay. All right. You can do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you get a D8. Yep. As you step into place and you raise your arms up either side. So which which one is in your good hand? Which one's in your off hand? Uh, the one will be in my off hand. The 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 totally not a gun will be in my uh, <laughs> the totally right not hand. A gun. The yeah. totally not a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I always put guns in his one shots. You should know this by now. It's almost as though I want my DM to give me a gun. Well, <laughs> show up then for sessions. <laughs> Oh, you're lucky I'm here. You're lucky I'm here. At the critical meeting, I had to say, oh, fuck, I'll figure it out tomorrow. <laughs> As you raise your hands up. I got to play D&D with my friends. Piss off. I got a text. I was like, do I still have a job because of coronavirus? Yes. Okay, good. I'm fine. As you raise your hands up, the bronze statues around you, one goes first with a wide-brimmed hat, kind of starts to crack his neck, and the others, oh, very humanizing clothes, start to move as well. And he goes... Oh my god, two times in one day! Oh, you're a little uglier than I thought you would be. Hold your tongue. Uh, rules are simple, friend. No time to make each other's acquaintance, no time to get to know each other. Short stuff over there is going to turn the lights off. Then we start popping off shots. Last one to survive goes through the door, you understand? I'll take that as a yes. Okay. Everybody ready? Okay, short stop, hit the lights. And uh, and Nigel over in the corner is going to... One, two, three. I cast blank. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay, you cast, <laughs> okay. You cast blank. <laughs> the lever comes down. And <laughs> magical darkness fills the room. That's my last third level spell. <laughs> okay, roll initiative. Though. Blink was a fucking good spell to cast there, actually. Um, you saw your number, right? I'm just going to roll yeah, it today. I, I, I have a grand initiative of... Fourteen. You just get this. Uh, this is technically a roll. You can use Bardic Inspiration on it. It's a D twenty roll. I have eighteen. What was that one before, Dan? I, I think it was an eleven. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. Two, three, fourteen. And I have an eighteen. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Eighteen. Okay, and you have, um, which type did you have? I had the green wand and the gun. I mean, not gun. I mean, two with a, with a, with a <laughs> you handcuff can say gun if you want. <laughs> it's a fat, it's a fat, um. I have the blunderbuss. Okay, Dan, you cast blink, right? Which means you have now disappeared. Yep. Okay. Well, it, it's on my turn, right? Uh, yeah. It's on your turn, but you get to go first. You rolled the highest. Didn't you? Okay, so for my... Did you roll 18? Yeah, I rolled an 18. Yeah, you get to go first. So is that blink on my turn then, so I lose my action here, or was that a before everything started thing? Mm, you said that if you go one, two, three, you said I cast a blink, and then Terry said I pulled the thing. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it to you, because you went first anyway. Okay, I'll so your first I'm going to appear behind the country-sounding dude. Yeah. 
and just like bam right in the what I assume is the back of his head because okay. it's dark and I don't have dark vision because I'm a dragonborn. Which one are you firing? The gun. The, gun. <laughs> the, obvious, gun. the obvious gun. Okay, okay, roll the hit. Roll the hit. Dexterity weapon. Um. Okay. Uh, disadvantage because I can't see what I'm doing. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's a natural one. Natural <laughs> one. Um. So. You hear it. You hear it go off, and it jerks in your shoulder. What the hell? You hear, oh my god! But you don't hear anything else after that. Okay. Um. As a bonus action, I'm going to cast a spiritual weapon in the room mm-hmm. that is going to appear and hit him. <laughs> this is only a first, uh, second level spell. Okay. Um. So it will do nine point. Oh wait, I got. I got to roll to hit him first. Sorry. Uh, that is a 15 versus his AC? Yeah. Okay. Is. So he's going to take uh, 10 points of damage. Okay. Okay. Um, and then at the end of my turn, because I am blinked, um, I am going to roll a d20, and if I roll 11 or higher, I vanish. 15. I pop out of existence. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Yay. <laughs> so, do you have dark vision? Does anybody have dark vision? Nope. Oh, I guess no. it's, uh, it's a magical darkness anyway, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Uh, you uh, hear a voice uh, from the ethereal plane. You hear a voice go, Wah! you little, he spins around, fires, and he goes, Jesus! <laughs> and he obviously misses you because you're not there. Yay, blink. <laughs> um... From from just left of you, you uh, one of the one of the humans uh, raises up a wand to sort of fire it off, and the wand doesn't fire anything. Just goes, guy with a large hat still there. The other guy just disappeared, and then you just hear him go, "What the fuck?" That's his turn. That's all that happens. That's a wand of narration. It just tells you what's going on in front of you. <laughs> I love that item. <laughs> God damn it, Terry! <laughs> wand of narration. That's brilliant. Uh, the, uh, the next guy, uh, lifts up his wand and aims it at a person across from him and fires it off, but instead of propelling that person further away from him, he just propels himself 15 feet backwards. There's no opportunity attack because nobody is close enough, yep. uh, to Fair hit him. Yep. He propels himself further back. Uh, the guy just slightly to the right of you, um, he raises his wand to the person to the right of him. The person to the right of him, the country-sounding guy to you, and you haven't moved anywhere yet. No. Okay, okay. this wand casts reverse gravity within a... Within I'm a, on the ethereal plane. Within a, you're not there, right? Within a five-foot um, radius, so yep. it kind of goes around like that. So the three of them, the room is not very high. It's only this tall. Basically, all they do is they just flip upside down, and they're now on the ceiling. But they don't understand, you can tell from their what-the-fucks, uh, what has happened to them. Yep. They okay. just kind of flipped upside down. Uh, so how many is that? One, two, three, four. Last guy... Last guy um, aims across to what he thought was going to be the person just next to him. Of course, they flipped upside down. Fires off his wand, which just kind of illuminates the area close to him in a fairy fire-like spell. Okay, That cool. brings it back to your turn. Well, do I get a turn? Yes, you do. Actually. I, I actually didn't roll initiative because I'm just standing back, but I would just like to cure myself. I'm standing off in the corner over by Nigel. Ash, I'll just let you go last, all right? That's kind of what I was figuring. Uh, so I'm just going to cure wounds, which is a D8. Well, I rolled an 8, plus my spell cast. I, I healed. I'm back up to full. Perfect. Okay, so that's the end of your turn. Uh, so a few seconds have gone by. So what happens I, is... I'm now visible. You're visible? Okay. So Nigel just lifts open the lever. How's everybody doing? Magical darkness dissipates. 
Three of them are on the ceiling, you're not there anymore, and there's two others firing at nothing. And they go, what the fuck? Everybody kind of figures out where everybody is. Good to go again? All right. Magical darkness kicks back. And then I pop back in, knowing where everyone is. And I, while he's talking, I've gone right up to one dude's head. Okay. With the... uh, Just the guy that was next to um, Randy. Yeah, Uh, actually, one second. I think I might need to be... Um, you return to an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within 10 feet of the space I vanished from. So it's unoccupied, but it's still right next to the dude. No, nope, I'm sorry you don't come back. Because it has to be a space that you can see. Then I'll do it right before he flips the switch. Mm, yeah, he flipped the switch, yeah. He flipped it on his turn, though. Let's flip it on his turn. Mm-hmm. I think he's hanging out in the ethereal plane for a while. Mm, yeah. Like how do you? Oh, I, I, I don't know. How do you? How do you guys play? This I one? I have yeah. I it specifically says that you can see right. <coughs> but I like hold your actions for the next time the light comes back and then yeah, kind of yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll all go right. See, see through the I get another turn. Well, they kill each other. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like I just mm-hmm. didn't know what to do with that one. No, you're right. That's it. Um. Uh, wait. No. If uh. If no unoccupied space is available within that range... There or, are lots of unoccupied but spaces. But I, if I can't see it, I would appear... It would just be cho- chosen at random. But does it say that? If no occupied space is available within that range... Clearly not because I can't see it. So to me, there is no there is no space available. No, but there is unoccupied space. We're talking about metaphysical um, presences. Right. The exact wording is, if no unoccupied space is available within that range, you appear in the nearest unoccupied space chosen at random if more than one space is equally near. Rules. You can dismiss this spell as an action. While on the ethereal plane, you could see here... Uh, see and hear the plane you originated from, which is cast in shades of gray. You can't see anything there more than 60 feet away. Um, right, okay, so so that's it. If you can see from the ethereal plane, does that supersede darkness? The magical darkness is not in the ethereal plane. Right. You're so, a different plane. but but he can see that plane. So the question is, what spell level is darkness? What spell level is blink? Well, third and third. The magical yeah, but the magical darkness is on the prime material plane. Third you're on the second. you're on the ethereal plane, which yes mirrors it, but it's a different plane. The magical darkness is not on the ethereal plane. Yeah, and darkness is a second level spell. So I would say, yeah, you're able to see, and you should be All able right, to go cool. back wherever then you I, want. Back to the very beginning, I green thing against the one dude's head and go, all right, let's try this. Pop back in and let it go. Okay, so the green one was, uh, the green one was, uh, the green one is the repelling one. So I fly backwards? So you now fly back 15 feet away from the target is what happens. Oh. So you, instead of, so there's no strength save or anything like that. You just move yourself 15 feet back away from the target. Oh, okay. But it's like a very quick Oh, okay, cool. And then I'll just flick my wrist and is there anything close to my uh, flail, which is now flying and spinning circles around the room? Uh, yeah, I'll give you a, give, there was the guy over here who also went up with you. Hmm, his head would be, yeah. How so, tall is the room? It's like this. All right, well, then I'll just get the... It's like nine feet. Yeah. I'll just get the spiritual weapon to hit the dude on the ceiling. Sure. Probably not. That's a nine. No, that'll miss. Yeah, okay. And then I stay in this realm. Okay, <laughs> okay you're going to stay here. Um, so that's going to be uh, Randy, who went up as well, and went, There you are, you mother! And he is not going to use the one that just tells you where uh, everything is. He is going to use his own... He'll throw his own dagger at you. He has disadvantage because I just moved 15 feet after it got dark, right? 
That's right. Doesn't fucking matter. He'll roll like a goddamn champ. Both of those hit just based on dice alone. Seven points. Seven points of damage. Piercing? Piercing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm really used to playing a level 20 character on this thing. I just went, zip. Wait, no. Seven. (laughs) It's a spin wheel for damage. Oh, I don't play with your god-awful technology nonsense. Um, to, <laughs> the guy that's on the left of you when you first started, the human there that knows that everybody's on the ceiling, is now going to cast his reverse gravity up to bring everybody back down. Okay. So everybody's on an even playing field. These guys are... They're, I guess they're not causing too much damage right now. Um, they should get a D6 of damage every time they go... Boom, 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 that's up true. Down. Yep. Even if they're just flipping like here? Yeah. Sure. So how many... It was just... So up two. once and down once. Oh, oh that's right. a total of ten. I didn't see what that was. No, no, there's a five here and a five there. But it's just one D6. I'm just rolling the Yeah, but one, one up and then one down, right? Okay, yeah, you're right. You are right. So ten. Perfect. Oh, he's not Okay. Um, who did I say? I said reverse gravity guy here. So that brings us to the... Can I use my reaction to ask, can I join the fight too? Uh, oh, Nigel. Oh, are you back? Yes. Matt? I guess it started, yeah. It's not actually against the rules. Once it, once it's, Everything's just about the fight starting, really. Okay. Once it starts, it's all right. Yeah. All right. So jump in if you want. I will. You all right? Do you want a gun? Have a gun if you want. I'll take a gun. Thank I'm you. Off. Yeah, I'm on uni. They can't do nothing to me. Sorry. Yeah. I'm maxed out on pay. What is this this gun you speak of? Oh, yeah. That'll just, uh, that'll just fire out like a big... It's almost like a log thing. But it comes out really hard. It's like a big... Oh, so um, nonsense. Like a little, I understand. It's like a little battering ram, really. Yes. Hurts like a mother flipper. I hope uh, it'll so. It'll probably push you back a little bit as well. Okay. You want one of them? A couple of others in there as well. Like a, no one caught the... It'll hurt like a mother. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've been, cruel, we've been cruel to mothers in this episode. <laughs> one's throwing a hand axe. One's throwing a hand axe into the darkness to hit one of his other people's and he'll have a four to, he's gonna miss one more with a light hammer he's gonna hit he's gonna hit he's gonna go for Randy right in front of him who's Randy? Randy's the country guy country guy? yeah yeah. what are the names of each of these guys? Dan I don't know what the names of each of these guys are okay <laughs> the people that robbed the bank before alright Vash it's your turn all right, um, I am going to, uh, yep, I'm going to run forward uh, to the nearest person that, uh, it's uh, Randy, I guess, mm-hmm. who's, still, who's mm-hmm. still on the floor. Um, yep, I'm going to run forward, and I'm going to use um, my bonus action, or sorry, my action to, um, there's my spell list, to cast uh, Vicious Mockery. Okay. To, to oh, Randy. Randy. I, I'm just going to walk up and, and say, your accent is silly, dear. And then he needs to make a wisdom save. Well, well women find this. What in tarnation? <laughs> um, they're plus two to everything, so he's got 18. 18. Okay, that passes. Um, so I'm going to use my bonus action uh, then to... Um, uh, at 6th level, I can cloak myself in Fey Magic that makes others want to serve me. I'm going to cast Command mm-hmm. without expending a spell slot as okay. a bonus action. Um, and uh, during... Uh, this will last for up to a minute. 
mm -hmm. or until my concentration ends. I can cast command as a bonus action whenever I like uh, without expending a spell slot. So uh, any creature charmed by me is automatically fails at saving throw against the command I cast. So, um, yeah, I guess I just command him. To do what? Yeah, one word command. Command. Um, approach, drop, flee, gravel, halt. Um, flee. Uh, 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 and it happens on your turn? Right, we're on his turn. Um, his turn. His turn. Okay. But he, uh, yeah, he automatically fails, yep. Okay. Um, so that's the end of Vash's turn, and so Nigel... Ah, whoa, 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 whoa. Turns the lights up. Oh, everybody's back on the floor. <laughs> I don't know what that sounds about. Free of you over there. You're basically back in the spot that you started in, really, aren't you? Fash, how are you doing? Fine, thank you. It's fun, isn't it? All right, lights off. Boom. Magical darkness comes back down. Dandy. Um, I'm. I'm. Uh, do any of these guys look particularly hurt when the lights are on? Uh, when yeah, Randy looks like he's not having a very good time at all. Uh, there's two others that are that are one bloodied for sure. Uh, one looks like he's taking a couple of knocks. Okay. Uh, Randy looks fucked, and the other guy looks half fucked. He's just getting a handy. <laughs> there's two of them right now that are unscathed. Like a third fuck. Uh, two of them right now are unscathed. Yep. Okay. Uh, so Randy then um, will just get attacked by the swirling whirling ball uh, flail of doom. Mm -hmm. Um, which is going to be a 21 to hit him. Okay. Uh, that won't be affected by Magical Darkness, hey? Because it's not looking with eyes, the spiritual weapon. Uh, well, I mean, let's... let's uh, yeah, it'll be an attack. Uh, 14 versus AC? Yeah, that hits. Okay. Fuck off. Bouncy ass. Uh, that is five more points of damage to him with the flail. So from the Magical Darkness, you just hear... Oh, shit, not again. <laughs> Okay, and then where I was standing, was there a dude next to me? Uh, there was one. Randy left, and then there was a guy on the right. He came back down. Okay. But he, so he'll be down. Guy on the right, I'm going to shoot with the gun okay. on the floor. Disadvantage. Sure. Probably going to hurt my shoulder as an action. If you're if you're proficient with crossbows, I'll give you proficiency. Oh, okay. Uh, then that is a 10 to hit him. <laughs> that will miss. Yep, yep, that, that will miss. <gasps> Bam! This thing's bloody useless! And then... I disappear. Okay. And then you're out. Randy's got... There's one guy opposite that's like, He's right! These guns are shit! It's just going to start chucking knives. So he's going to throw a knife. You're like... Kind of opposite him. You just attack the guy who's opposite him. Yep. So he's going to throw it one in what he thinks is your direction. That's a three. It's a three. Sixteen. Uh, where's my AC? Yeah. He's got to fuck off. Okay, yeah, 16 hits. Okay. Yeah, oh. plus 13 to hit. Holy crap. Yeah. No. no. Oh, it's disadvantage. Disadvantage, not advantage. What did he get? Three? Three. So it was Three? Like, that was a Sorry, five. No. <laughs> I should have told It's because it keeps bouncing behind my laptop, so I just keep looking at this one right here. Yeah, he's got a plus 13 to hit, Dan. You're fucked. <laughs> I don't know. There was a 12th level spellcaster earlier. Anything's up for grabs. Hello. <laughs> he misses you. Um, uh, this is the guy with the hand axes. Okay, hand axe going to the darkness is not going towards you. Nope. He's not hitting shit. <coughs> one more. They're basically just throwing shit at you right. right now. Is, is it my turn? It's your turn now. Okay, um, I'm going to uh, walk up with the gun to the guy with um, 
with uh, the reverse gravity wand because mm-hmm. I'm tired of that shit already. Yeah, he's the one right in front of you. Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to say, uh, as a bonus action, first I'm going to say, halt. Which means that he doesn't move and takes no actions mm-hmm. um, on his, on his like, forever now, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, no, sorry, on his next turn. On his next turn. On his next turn. So he's not going to take any actions. And then I'm going to put the gun against his forehead and pull the trigger. <laughs> I want you to roll perception. All right. Because it's still magical darkness and the rules are you still have disadvantage on the attack. Okay. Even if it's right by you. 16. Yes, you feel his... Can, yeah, can I walk up to him and stroke his cheek and say, halt, make him stop, and then I'm just going to press it against his forehead and pull the trigger. Yes, you can. I'm going to give you an automatic... If you hit with this... If I hit... I will give you a crit. Alright, is this with disadvantage or advantage or... I'm going to give it as a straight attack because okay. you passed the perception to do this. Even though we're, we're goofing the rules a little bit. I, I rolled an 18. You hit, so it's uh, it's 2d8 plus your dex modifier. 2d8 plus my dex modifier. Mm-hmm. 7 and 8 is a 15 plus 3. So 18 points of damage. Mm-hmm. Straight to the noggin. You hear a loud, yeah. No, honey, halt. Boom! <laughs> and then you hear mop, mop. And then you hear <laughs> and then the sound of rain. <laughs> and then Nigel goes, "All right, let's see y'all, Jesus." <laughs> Who was that? What's he doing? Hi. You don't even supposed to be playing. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, no, I'm not there. Oh, one's missing. Did you kill him? What? Lights off. Okay. <laughs> Let's go back up. Dan, it's your turn. All right. Um, I pop in and swing at... There's three left. One's looking pretty rough. The other two actually haven't been hit yet. I'm going to swing at Accidentally Vesh with my uh, flail. Oh, really? Accidentally Vesh? Yeah. You're, you're you're attacking attacking. One, one person needs to get through. She's not playing the game technically. Oh, yeah. Okay, they're not. They're not. Just, yeah, I'm just having fun. Then, then a different person. Okay. Um, I will swing with disadvantage. That is going to be a 13 to hit. 13. Um, no. No. Okay. Sorry. That's unfortunate. Um, but oh wait, I'll pop into existence. Command that to swing and. Okay, nothing got hit. Um, and then I will use my last second level spell to cast mirror image on myself. Okay. What happens? Um, for one minute. Uh, three illusory, uh, illusory duplicates of myself appear. So there are four of me in any given moment. And then I disappear. Okay. There's three? Did all three of them disappear? There's four. So every single one of me disappears. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, well, there's three left and they're all like, they have no idea what's going on. The one just yells, fuck it, we're going old school. And you see, as he just starts swinging a hammer around. And no sound of anybody being hit because, of course, they did everything with disadvantage in this one. Yep. Uh, two more. They're all they can do is aim at each other at this point. I got botched. That dude hurt himself. <laughs> that dude hurt himself, and that guy missed as well. Bash. Okay. Um, I am going to. There was one to the left. You would have seen when the lights came on that there was one just a little bit in front of you as well. So there was uh, the guy that you shot right in front of you. The guy to the left of. 
Him is not hurt, but the one kind of just across from you. Had All right, to be I want I want um, the one that's not hurt to make a wisdom save as I cast command. Okay, and say halt again. Has to beat a. Sorry, you uh, got fifteen. Fifteen. So meets it, beats it. Motherfucker. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm rooting for you guys at this point. Um, uh, but I'm also going to walk over to Nigel and I'm going to hold my action. Can I know what the action is? I'm going to say halt when he turns the lights on. I mean, it's smart, isn't it? It's smart. Um, <laughs> and so Nigel, okay, one quick look. And then I'm just going to be right in front of him, like eyes, like right in his, but he's going to be glassy, milky orbs. Oh, oh, start... I'm not playing though, I just work here, so. Halt. Okay. Dance, you're turning the lights around. I pop into existence, all four of me. Two of them are going, what the, do we just not? And one's going, bang! That's <laughs> right there. Okay. Okay. What are you using, the gun? The gun. <laughs> this gun will not hit. Uh, is he, is he like, geared and like, do I, is there any way I have advantage of this since I pop up right behind him? I'm going to give you for rule of call, for what you did, because there's no possible way you could not have advantage on this, I'll give you advantage. To pop up right in front of somebody... 21. Yes, you hit. Okay. Um, 2d8, you said? Uh, it's 1d8, because you didn't crit. You just... Okay. Hit uh, so, plus dex? Yes. Okay, so that's a 14. Or, sorry, that's a 5. 5? Yep. Okay. And he will fly 15 feet backwards into the wall... Do it in the box for another one point of damage as well. And then falls to his hands and knees. And he's like, I'm so fucked. And then a spiritual flail will just come spinning and clock him in the head. Come on, man. Six times I've been through this shit. He's down on his knees. I don't even care about the money anymore. Uh, That is a 22 to hit. That will hit. Another six damage. And what type of weapon is it? It's a flail, It's a right? flail, yeah. Boom! Goes from his hands and knees down onto the floor. <laughs> he's pissing blood at this point out of his mouth. He's, he's like, Glenn from that oh, episode. Come on, just down. die! It's great, I don't even... It's great, I don't even want the fucking way. I don't even want the fucking way. I don't even want the fucking way. And then I disappear. <laughs> How many guys are still alive? There's... There's... Uh, two. There's two. There's heavily bloodied guy and one other guy. And the other guy's going... I don't... Honestly, this is my second time through. This is fucking ridiculous. Uh, and it's going to be his turn. And he's going to go, Is there even any point attacking you? I may as well just... And just chucks a dagger at the dude on the floor. In fact, we'll walk over and actively just try and stab him. Oh, ho. And we'll succeed. Yep. What's that? Four? We'll just stab it through his head, put him out of his misery. I'm still not even going to win anyway, am I? So where's the other guy? The other guy's not even fucking here. Vash, it's your turn. I'm just going to walk over to him. Yeah. And Try I, again next time. And I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say... Halt. I'm going to walk... I'm just going to stroke his face. This is my this is my somatic opponent. I'm just going to stroke his face and say, Halt, honey. And then as he's still, I'm going to put the gun under his chin. And Wait, pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just give it to you. No, I want to roll. Just give it to you. All right. Um, that's uh, 13 to hit. Okay. No, 14 to hit. Okay, roll the damage. Is this... Yeah. Sorry, what was that? That was a two. That was a two. Eight. eight plus... 
whatever. What what are the damages on this? Dex. Uh, plus dex. Plus dex. So eleven. Eleven points. He's going to take str- strength saving throw at this point, but it's not even just it. He can't even do that because it's not like he's trying to stay on his feet. You're taking him upwards. So he's going to fire under the chin up to the ceiling where he'll hit himself and then falls back down to the floor after that. So he's getting hit with bludgeoning damage twice. Boom, boom. Yeah. God damn, Terry. It was an 11 on 2d6. Oh, man, that did as much damage as I did with the gun. Boof, Jesus. Back down. Back down. He was the last remaining guy. I'm going to lean down and whisper, I didn't see that going well for you. <laughs> Nigel goes, Oh, oh, that was, I fucked up. I fucked up. I shouldn't, and you can pop my pop. Hand. Oh. I'm, I'm going to hold the gun and smile and start walking toward Nigel. Not, no, I just, everything's all right. I can fix it. I can fix it though. Vash, remember? Open the door. Honey. I can fix, now I will. I'm also going to start walking towards Nigel. Okay, everybody stop. Everybody make, stop. Make, 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 make the door. I'm going to walk in. I have a dude. I have a name tag. I have a name tag. Okay? You said that. fire me. Don't fucking fire me if you do this. Well, okay, now I mean, we fire. will too. Stop. Everybody reset. And everybody's form kind of... They kind of... It start to become metallic again and half bronze and heads start to reform and then... I'm just going to... stand I'm just going to reach behind me to spell magic. Slide. That's <laughs> <laughs> just shatter. And that's... What the fuck are you doing? They're going to have my fucking head. That's the trap. That's how we stop you getting in the vault, okay? Guess what? Nigel, now he's getting fired. No job. That's it. Okay, you'd already you, won. The I door mean, you should have just let us in in the if, first place. I can't open. let you, dude. I can't is the let door you open? In. I got the doors open, dude, but I can't let you in. Can I? You have to do this. I'm shooting Nigel in the head. Don't what? Okay. Just like... Yep. Roll the hit. Nigel doesn't do anything wrong. He just works here. That's a uh, 25. Yeah. Um, I have shown that I uh, have no problem, like, setting housewives aflame with my dragon breath. Sure. So, random dude complaining about his work conditions, I don't give two craps about as he takes another 11 points of damage. Don't do because the damage the... Just explodes Nigel's head. Nigel's halfling body falls in a heap on the you. floor, surrounded in viscera. Thank you. They're baleful howls. I'm gonna pull. Up, I'm gonna pull up my my leer, and I'm gonna start a baleful howl. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Another one you say often is cacophony as well, which I don't think gets enough recognition. Uh, my favorite word that Dan says is um because I edit him. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. My my least favorite is Adam's long prolonged silences where he just glares. Yeah, like that. And in true D and D style, you hear a click. From across the room. Is it a trap? It's a <laughs> trap. <laughs> and you are in an empty room, surrounded by blood and shattered bronze, and apparently the trap is no longer available, so the next time the bank gets robbed, they're going to need a new trap. The employee has been murdered, and there's a click from the door across the room. Excellent. After you. Ah, uh, you first this time, sweetheart. Oh, okay. I'm going to pass through the door. Okay, uh, so open the door. Yep. Open the door. Slides up. Opens up quite well. Opens up into what is obviously a vault. Polished steel everywhere. Um, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm going to use the portable hole. I'm going to throw the portable hole back. And sure. then I'm going to step through the portable hole. Step and I'm going to take the portable hole with me. Oh. Well, you're now on the inside of the vault. I open the door and come in. 
you're now on the inside of the vault. Both of you are on the inside of the vault. This seems petty at this point. Yes, it was. It was very. <laughs> and, and in fact, I just go, really? You see, both of you, but you see first, um, Vash, you see uh, lockboxes, small lockboxes at first, they're getting bigger to bigger lockboxes, uh, to, to cages, to individual safes, all have been opened and spewed and thrown all over the floor. There's gold coins kind of splattered everywhere, various little polished items and, and fancy looking things. And then... Three humans in the similar martial arts style clothes that you saw before with goggles on and little welding guns working on uh, the final safe. Filling up their big bags. Their coins just seem to be going in and filling and not getting any larger. And they turn around and just stare at you and go, Oh, two in one day. Well, I didn't expect that. (laughs) And I suppose you'll be wanting this offers, will you? Um... I'm just going to cast Hypnotic Pattern. What does Hypnotic Pattern do? I create a twisting pattern of colors that weaves through the air inside a 30-foot cube within range. It's not allowed to play a Dungeons & Dragons. The pattern appears for a moment and vanishes. Each creature in the area who sees the pattern must make a wisdom saving throw. That includes this guy. You're On a failed save, the creature becomes charmed. Natural her. 20. Boom! Cool. I knew it. you would be fine, honey. Uh-huh, yeah. The yellow one is the boss. <laughs> the yellow one is the boss, said... And what have I got to beat? You've got to beat 15. Uh, two of them succeed. One of them fails. Okay. And I'm just going to say, run home. Uh, like, like right now? Right now. Uh, and he pulls out a wand. Dick. I'll take that. Uh, run, run home. I, this is how I... I'll this, take that. This run, we, run back. Run back. Okay, I will, but I need you to... Run back. Could you just at the ground and then I can get home? No, nope. is... off you go. <laughs> yeah. And he's just going to... He's going to look at his boss like, I don't... And he's just going to just like slap the floor like, I don't... I mean, I'm trying. I don't... And she's going to... She's going to... She's going to... She's going to get up. Get up. Yeah. She, she says we're at home and I can't... It's... Could you just at the floor and I'll go... Okay. All right. And you're going to point at the wait, back... Wait, 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 wait. And he'll just... Pull out like big squirrel suit type wings. Okay, I'm ready. And then the other two go. Well, if he's going, I'm going. Uh, oh, okay. And I'm going to uh, point it at his chest and cast whatever it is. <laughs> his chest. Yeah. A huge portal opens up in his chest. In his chest. Does he live? No. <laughs> <laughs> no he, he does not live. He does not live. Which gives me an idea of how to use uh, portal ones in the future. <laughs> It just explodes up. And against the back wall um, behind him uh, with a few of the lockers um, is an open blue sky and clouds and the sound of rushing wind as though you just opened a huge door on the side of an airplane. That's how it sounds. It's very loud in there now. And they're going, I don't know why you did that. But we have to go, okay? So I say no, and uh, as uh, uh, <coughs> um, I only have one prick, I only have one more. Uh, the boss, I'm going to charm. Okay, what are you going to say? Um, no, 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 drop the bags first, and then you can go. Okay, what's it save, right? I yeah. Oh, it's gonna fail in it. Um, eight. Yeah, no, that fails. Drop, drop the bags, and then drop. you can go. Drop a bag. Yeah. I worked very hard to get Ah, uh, sucks though. There's right? a lot of valuable stuff. I know, in it. it's it's rough. Alright, okay. Yeah. Have a have a hop. Thanks, okay. He's gonna stay. 
All right. All right. Yeah. Come out. It just runs and just <laughs> squirrel suits. Can I cast a spell? Uh, on the portal? You no. And on the boss as he's flying. Uh, it, it, yeah. It, yeah I'd like to cast Shatter <laughs> on his wings. <laughs> yeah. How do we do Shatter? Uh, I Are you casting the spell or Shatter? I don't have the spell anymore. I'm casting Shatter on his wings. All right. So his wings should just, they're inorganic material. There's, yes, yes. I just roll. Yes. Yeah, just roll okay. damage. Don't roll it. It's inorganic, but it's basically a shirt, isn't it? That you just <laughs> eighteen. So now, and we're, bear in mind that uh, she was wearing a gi anyway. So there is now a naked elf falling through the sky. <laughs> because Adam, flash forward to this nice family picnic headed by some halflings. Oh no! no, 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 no. They're sitting there going, "Oh, this has been great, Eleven. Damn. Please, very Damn. good, Eleven. Damn, it's not even that. It's 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 a minotaur learning to walk after rehab. <laughs> So, because Adam's been allowed to play D&D, there is now a naked elf falling through the sky, swearing in elvish way, which I imagine sounds something like Carlish the Tabernacle. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. Uh, falling through the sky, and one of the men are going, please just stop. Uh, just I'm stop pointing the gun. Come on, man, come on. Don't do... What's your name? Hold What's on, your name, boy? Uh, bonus action. And, I, and I'm going to say, open mouth. Open. Uh, now you can. Uh, uh, my name? No, no, there's a there's a gun barrel in your mouth so, now. Your name? Uh, Joe. <laughs> I'm elfish, so it's J-E-A-U-X. <laughs> Pull the trigger! I pulled pull the trigger. <laughs> does, he, does his head explode? Yes, yeah. his head explodes. Okay, Obviously, cool. we don't even need to roll it anymore. Well, he was just a sloppy Joe all over the floor, right? Eh? <laughs> sloppy J-E-A-U-X. There's an apostrophe after the J for some reason. <laughs> Joe. You are left with bags. Well, there's still a portal open, okay? So you're essentially... It's the sound as though a plane is crashing, but you're not. Um, with bags of holding, spewing spewing open. They hadn't even finished putting everything in, so the items are spewing out of there. The gold is spewing out of there. Oh, the I'm, treasures. Oh. We can just close it with the wand, right? I'm going to close it with the wand. Yeah, you can close it. Oof. So, uh, let's back it all up then, eh? Yay. The portal. Go ahead. The portal to the elemental plane of air. Closes. Oh, oh my god. The <laughs> elf never <laughs> lands. Yeah. It just starves to death floating through the air. <laughs> and you are left. And it, perhaps the elf's airship will see him go by. Oh, was Is the elf me. actually a gif? No. No. Okay. It was an elf. It was an elf. It was an elf. Um, Alright, so I, I start packing up the bags um, and I grab one, hand the other over to Veth. Or Vesh. Vash. Vash. Um... So, uh... We're just going to loot the place. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's full of everybody's... Go- it's more I got thieves' tools. Uh, me too. I mean, it would be a long list of magical items that I don't have for you, because it's probably going to be about 200 uh, I do. It's the uh, Dungeon Master's Guide. The Dungeon Master's Guide. You find a single book called the Dungeon Master's Guide. Yeah. <laughs> Three it's an itinerary. <laughs> it's in there, and of course, a large amount of gold as well, across uh, different gold currencies from different places as well. You know, I'm sure elves and dwarves yep. have different swarms of gold. And you are left. In an empty vault with these items. Yay! It looks like you and I will be joining Ivan. It is only. Oh, I'm sorry. like a plan. I'm, I'm sorry. There's one other thing I'd like to do. Um, and does the one still have charges in it? Yeah. Stand back, please. I stand back. And I'm going to open up the portal again. Okay. Take off my bracelet and turf it through. And then close the portal. <laughs> Jesus. 
So who was all who all was, was in there? That, Ron Thacker. That, that was Ron Thacker and Julia. <laughs> oh, both of my characters. That's <laughs> you get for DMing last year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ron, he was a good guy. Okay. Oh. I mean, his children are. Young now you're standing quietly, and the bank is not that big. There's a lot of steel beams and things and sounds. You start to hear various alarms <laughs> the bells are ringing you hear a minotaur voice going those fuckers that are in there I'm pretty sure it was them oh things uh, to this sound <clears throat> okay hold on soldiers okay. coming the clanging of metal okay okay um a bank manager exclaiming they told me not to say anything but I'm pretty sure they're in there oh god I hope they didn't hurt Nigel did you take any damage <coughs> I'm at 47 okay uh, of 60 of 60 um, put your bag down. I'll heal you. I don't need to put my bag down for you to heal me. That's a wand of planar travel that you're pointing at. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, all right, and I'm going to uh, use my bonus action to charm. Already? No, there is no save on this. You are charmed. That is what it says in the thing. Hold on, let me do it. I'll read it out. I know, it was strange to me too. As a bonus action, you cast command without expending a spell slot. You take on the appearance of an unearthly beauty for one minute. Uh, I just um, look like Satine Phoenix. Um, yes! Yep, yeah, I got Terry's attention. Uh, during this time, you can cast command as a bonus action each of your turns without expending a spell slot. Any creature charmed by you automatically fails its saving throw against the command you cast with this feature. Well, you didn't cast charm on me. It's if you... Do that, and I'm charmed. I, it's an automatic failure. Well, command is a charm, Dan. I'm I'm reading that differently. That that to me is if I'm charmed by you because you're a glamour bard and you have so many different ways to charm. Oh, is that what you? All right. If I'm charmed by you, all you right. Can so just roll a wisdom save, and then you will be charmed by me, and then it will go forever. Okay, I'm charmed right now. Fifteen. <laughs> That's why I said I was good. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, just put it down, honey. All right. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to heal you up because right. I'm a nice person. Yeah. I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to go invisible. And I'm going to systematically walk out the way that I came. And the voices oh, will. That's, that's the what voices we're doing. Will rally. I also that, go invisible. You could do, okay. How long <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a trickster bard. I could. Uh, a minute. Sorry, I'm a trickster cleric. I, 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 I could turn invisible for a minute. Okay, what do you guys do when you're invisible? Because there's a lot of bodies. Leaving. There's a lot of bodies coming through very tight space. There's a lot of people coming in here to arrest you. You're going to bump into somebody. Unless you tell me that you're doing something, which makes me think you're not. Um, well, the only thing I have is walking. Well, um, okay. I'm just walking. Are they running in as we're going invisible? Is that what's happening here? Like, you hear the voices getting closer. They're coming through the front door. They're making their way through. But it won't take them that long. It's not that okay. it's take them a few seconds. Um, I'm going to go invisible, but I am also going to invoke my duplicity, which is my the version of myself that lasts for one minute. Is this a spell? Uh, it's my channel divinity. It's my second use of my channel divinity. Okay. So, um, what, so what is this? So, um, it is a, uh illusion of myself that lasts for one minute. Mm-hmm. So I do that, and then I turn invisible and say, we got a minute, and we book it out. Or at least I book it out. Okay. With with myself, my illusion of myself, standing with his arms up. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm also going to make a whole bunch of dissonant whispers over in a corner mm-hmm. to get people's attention. Okay. 
uh, the bodies that are coming in. Yeah. So the bodies start to make their way. Dad, dad, he's pretty. I don't want to go in. The bank manager, whatever his name was, I don't want to go in, but they're in there. Mr. Corpounder. <laughs> Soldiers with heavy crossbows and long swords come clambering in. Yo, hands up, hands up. Keep them up. Right. D- down on the floor. Down on the floor. He gets down, down on, on the floor. I'm going to roll a stealth check to get past them. Yeah, me too. Both of you roll a stealth check. So with the advantage. advantage. <coughs> yep. I got, I got a 19. I rolled a 19, so I ended up with a whopping... That's okay. Missing character sheet. These soldiers are not actively looking for you two. They're looking for this person that they have found. So it's going against their passive perception, which is not 19. So you so you managed to... Pa- you've outdone all of their passive perceptions. Can I roll perception? Yeah, you can roll perception. I want to know if I can tell where he is. Nope. I don't know why I rolled with advantage. So that nat 20 will go away. Never mind. I have no idea where he is. He does not know where the other is. Yep. You managed to slide your way and navigate through the bodies, exiting the bank, both invisible, both deciding which way you individually would like to go that the other does not know about. Okay. You hear in the distance shouts, don't fucking move. Don't move. Can they interact with your illusion? Um... It a moment. Uh, um, it, I could cast spells through it, but um, if they get within five it, feet of it, it they it, can see that it is an illusion. So as they start to come forwards and you guys start to slip your way out, you hear, "Don't! What the fuck is this? What? They're in here somewhere. Find him! Find him!" And the voices get distant, and you hear them. No. I'm going to telepathically send a message to you, um, and I'm going to say, uh, uh, "Back in the green noise." We'll meet Ivan. We'll split this evenly. As the camera starts to pan out, the sound of sirens, if there was any in this fantasy world, voices yelling. Of course there is. It's up to you which way you guys go off. It's a bunch of goblins that they're squeezing on top of the truck. (laughs) (laughs) They just keep whipping one goblin until they make a sound. (laughs) (laughs) Up into the night. And the two of your characters can go off into the day, wherever you want to go. And that's where I'm done. Two of you escaped. I'm going to wrap this up. Go for it. All right. Um, I was not expecting us to escape. I thought we would all be dead by the mm-hmm. yeah. You both tried very hard to escape. So, so uh, I have nothing left. I used everything I have. In my I've got first level spells. But uh, back at the Earl of Clubs, uh, late at night, three days later, Vash walks in. And uh, she looks like a beautiful fairy princess, just absolutely covered in in uh, necklaces and and jewels and expensive clothing. And she walks in uh, past everybody else. She doesn't even bother to uh, to look at Peps and Yo. She just flips a coin uh, and passes by uh, and uh, ignores the zombie knight completely. Nods to another skip and then heads into the into the back room uh, past this rope into this back closet. Where she finds uh, Big Ivan waiting. He's kind of beat up and bruised, and part of his, his beard is missing. Uh, it, as if it had been burned off from some sort of explosion. No one knows why. And uh, and also, they would wait some amount of time for Dandy. for Dandy to join as well. Where she pulls out these three small bags, and she hands one to Dandy and one to Ivan and says, I do believe that we are rich now. And I will thank you very much to never see you again. And oh, yeah. Absolutely. And 
Big Ivan says, no, we have one little complication. And he pulls out a wanted poster. And it's got their three faces on it. Uh, and it says, dead or alive, whatever you recover, you may keep 50% of. And he says, everyone in kingdom is after us now. Next year, we'll do Manhunt. Oh! Nice. Each of us have one so surviving nice. character now. I love it. I love it. Well, not me, but... Well, no, you have, you have Big Ivan. I have Ivan, that's right. I have Ivan, that's right. Yeah. That was... Uh, that may be my favorite one we've done. Yeah. The pinnacle moment for me, even though it happened early, was making Dan do all those awful things to that family. <laughs> that was probably the one of the funniest moments yeah. of d I have to go played. shower now. <laughs>